You're good. All right. I see us live on YouTube, and I'm guessing Twitch is right behind it. I am really, really excited for this one. Um, we have been... We've been trying to get a cool guest for episode 100. And uh, to, say, got me. to say that we got a cool guest for episode 100, I, I think puts it a little bit uh, a, a little bit low on that list, man. You are absolutely amazing. This is Frank from Frankly Built. Frank, Thank you. I don't think I can do an intro justice for you. So I'm going to ask you the things that I always ask. I want the Backstreet Boys out of you. The who you are, the where you're from, the what you did, <laughs> and as long as you love me. Um. Well, you got to take me on at least two dates for the love you part. Okay. But no, well, thank yeah. you for that. Uh, that thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, who am I? I am Frank. I am me. I'm nerd. Me like nerd stuff, and uh, that led me into the rabbit hole of 3D printing because though you can make a lot of things a lot of ways, um, printing printing just it just it's, I don't, I don't want to say it seemed easier, but it seemed easier. Like all right, this. This is technology I can get behind. I have a mechanical background. I like working with my hands, and uh, the machines were cheap-ish. So, yeah, here we are. But cheap-ish is an understatement for some of those machines, right? I mean, they are it was, they are so affordable. It was a race to the bottom. Creality hit it, <laughs> and now it's a race back up. <laughs> what are your feelings there about you know the the race to the bottom, and then now that it's coming back up? That, that was it, right? We watched that the last, you know, I, I think I got in right. I snuck in right at, at, as it, as they were climbing down, everybody was trying to make the, the best, worst machine, cheap as possible. The Ender 3 came out, the CR10 came out, Creality ran Kickstarters that they had no right running because they're a million dollar company. But hey, that's another podcast. Um, <laughs> We've talked about that more than <laughs> once. I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, I think it was, I, I think it was great. Somebody had to do it. Um, uh, and honestly, you say what you want about Creality, but like, I mean, if you get them to work, they work. They're cheap. They are the they're the 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 Hyundai's and Kia's of 3D printers, where they're not that bad. And everybody it forced everybody else to innovate. I really did. I totally agree here. We I looked at a Ender 3 V2 that I bought on an Amazon special for hundred and sixty five dollars, and said, "Give me a break. This is not a printer that I will run as part of my business." Because it requires too much finagling. But if I had spare time, what is that? And I didn't <laughs> mind messing around and learning. Yeah. Even at the full price of like 280 bucks, this Dude. printer punches way, way the, above its weight class. I'll I'll uh I'll get more into the other aspects of it. But th this, this faceplate, for anybody who actually can actually see this, mm -hmm. it's an inner detail Iron Man faceplate made by, this is Walsh 3Ds, not Vex. This is an out-of-box print on a Mingda Magician X, or yeah, Magician Max or Magician X. Mm -hmm. I, I built the printer, sliced this in Cura, how to make my own profile off of the Mingda D2 because they didn't have this yet, changed the size, and sent this. Like, yeah, the, the printer's what, three, four hundred bucks? Like, this that the reason people weren't doing details like this a few years ago is because the amount of calibration you need to do to your printer just to get quality like this wasn't worth it. It's like, ah, I don't need the details in the faceplate. I just want the front. Now you can get the back for the same price. You know, that's ridiculous. I, I love this tech. It's in its quantum leap right now. And, uh, 
Oh boy. We, we've certainly seen it. So what is your background? Like how, how did you find yourself into the 3D printing industry? Um, it's standing behind me right here in bright red and gold. Right. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I wanted an Iron Man suit. I mean, that was literally like, I, I've said, I've said it before a few times, like that, that was it. That was a catalyst. Grew up loving Marvel. Um, and after seeing Endgame, I was an adult. I had adult money. Uh, you know, I was looking at myself in the mirror like, you can, you, yeah. Um, and I saw the Mark 85 at Endgame and I'm like, I want an Iron Man suit. Like, let, how do you, how do people do this? People do this. How do they do it? And I started looking into like Papercraft, Papacura, EVA foam. I tried Papercraft. I was not good at Papercraft. I threw that out immediately. Godspeed to those people. Um, and I landed on printing a CR10S. It was like 500 bucks on Amazon. And every time I typed in, you know, 3D printing cosplay, 3D printing, um, that printer kept coming up because Creality had made it to a large format printer that was under, you know, sub, that sub thousand dollars. Yeah. Oh, 500 bucks, you know? Um, and, and what year I got, was that? That was in 2019. Okay. That was July of 2019. I bought my first 3D printer. Um, and it it was the there it was the it was the it was the it was free candy on the side of the van it was uh it was a door that said open for a good time and that was the iron man suit and i what i didn't realize is once i opened that door it's like oh i can also make that keyblade you know i've always wanted to make a buster sword oh you know what i can make captain america's shield and it it just didn't stop it just was this uh uncorking of oh man, I don't have to buy this crap anymore. I couldn't even afford this crap before anyway, but right. now, I can, now I can make it? Now I can just, just make it. Okay, let's do that. Mm -hmm. And now I, we're here. I feel that. Um, it's somewhat similar for me, right? Um, I started back in 2008. So I've been doing it quite a bit longer. But oh, gee. the technology at the time was you built it yourself, right? I had I used a MakerBot Thingomatic, which is a wood 3D printer. It it's all Yikes, made of wood. I've seen those. Except I live in Florida. <sighs> and you would have to have separate calibrations for it for when it was damp versus when it was dry. And that oh, was actually man. my first belt printer, which I always laugh at because belt printers have been a around for a lot longer than people think. Th yes. They just really sucked back then. Now they're only marginally <laughs> better. Uh yeah 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 i i just got a cr30 used that, and uh it's gonna need some work right there i have a cr30 that's been sitting here uh, keep figuring out those slicer settings good lord dude i don't know if, if are you connected <sighs> with, with pooch to get all the upgrades because that's like i'm like pooch i want you to put together a list of things that i need to buy give yourself some margin in that and then send it to me <laughs> I've, I've never spoke i've never it. spoken i've never spoken with pooch, pooch i hear right. i hear a lot about him yeah, I hear, I hear a lot about him. He's the belt whisperer, the absolute <laughs> belt whisperer. Gotcha. I will, I will keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he would be the guy that I would talk to, but uh, mm -hmm. I, I know you from your cosplays as well because I looked at that and said, "Well, damn, that's pretty amazing." Because you're not just printing and assembling; you're finishing, you're painting, you're doing all the electronic work. You're putting more into it than just the printing aspect of it exactly it's it's a tool um and where i think i think there's two sides of the hobby no mm -hmm. there's probably more i don't know there's the people who are into 3d printing yeah and i think that would be more on your side of it that'd be more on joel's side of it uh teaching tech you know like 
that here's the printer, here's the technology, here's how it's advancing, here's how you can get the most out of it, upgrades, refinements, quirks, Q and A's. And then there's the other side of the hobby where people use them as a tool. They're not like, I, I like printing, but, but if it prints good enough, you know, um, quality of life, just to make them a little bit more reliable. I'm not looking for the fastest print, you know, uh, I'm not looking for the best quality because I'm going to sand it or you're never going to see that part, you know? So you, I think there's two different corners of it where if I was to talk to somebody who was like really into printing and they're, you know, they'd be like, well, did you do this, all these E-steps and did you do, do this? Uh, you should get clipper and you should do this and you should do that. And why are you still using the stock hot end and you should upgrade the power supply and you need to, and I'd be looking at them like, but it works. Yeah. So I think there's two different sides of it and neither are wrong at all. It's just where you want to go with it. Mm -hmm. I use it as a tool because when I wanted to make that Iron Man suit, everything I had done up into my life, um, I grew up work, building, you know, toy models and Legos and painting models and working on cars. And I went to school for like automotive customization, uh, security systems, audio systems. I like had everything I needed to paint a wire. I knew I could figure it out. I just needed a canvas. I needed like right, right. the thing to paint and fit and wear and do the electronics. And that's what printing let me do. Like it was, all right, here's print the part. Now go, you know? Right, um, right. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah, that's that's a big thing, right? Just the, the ability to just click print and go. Um, so Careful there. <laughs> it is uh it is definitely getting better i'm dealing with a little bit of internet issues so i apologize for those that are having issues you and i are totally fine but it is it is streaming outward that seems to be uh having just some small problems but hopefully we'll get those resolved relatively soon um you know ultimately i i think 3d printing is a tool i think there's a business to it how did you end up taking it from a hobby to a business? Because you you definitely do some business side of this thing too, right? Yeah, I got out of hand quick. Um, <laughs> there's there's no other really way around that, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, it it just turned into this. It just turned into this. All right, uh, I have a printer. Cool. Mm -hmm. Let's get two printers. I found one used. Um, start just try to print the suit quicker. That was it. Let me get two printers. Print it twice as quick. Um, and then I can print some stuff on the side, sell it to some friends. I, I see people selling stuff online. Like, ah, let's try that out. Um, so I started selling some helmets. I started finishing some helmets as I would learn and practice. I'd finish a helmet and I don't need this helmet. I learned some stuff on it. So let's sell this, make another one. Um, and uh, big apology to the person who bought that first Mark 50 helmet I sold. I am so sorry. It was so bad. Uh, oops. <laughs> and, uh, then I started getting, a, I think I got one more printer after that. I think I got like an under three. And then because of how YouTube and social media was going, people, companies started reaching out to me. Um, right. I don't, I think reality was the first one. I want to say it was Sunlu. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to say Sunlu reached out first with their S eight and then, uh, that train wreck of a printer. And then, then eventually it just started happening because if there's one thing that these 3D printing companies that aren't US based care about, all they care. I, ooh, I have some reviews coming out from them that they're not going to like. Um, and, and like, if you're not going to be like pushing their printers, don't don't bother, man. But like they they, they saw that this random you uh, TikToker just had one printer and they were like, 
affiliate link, you know, like. Yeah, I, I've never <laughs> understood that, right? It, it, it's not something that I'm inherently used to. Um, I, I, I'm used, I'm new to the whole YouTube game, been in it for about, well, I don't know, uh, episodes, a hundred weeks, right? So my, okay. my, my first start was, um, with a podcast because we had, we get the same questions over and over and over again from people. So I said, all right, let's just start a podcast and solve those problems What's that like? <laughs> because then I can just say, Hey, it has three printing work. Here's podcast. Just go watch it. Enjoy. Now all of a sudden, you know, I'm making videos multiple times a week. We're having live live interviews now where we're talking with really cool people from the industries. And uh, it is not something that I ever expected, to say the least, right? It, it gets um, away from you, right? It, it, it really does. does. It, it, it does get away mm -hmm. from you. But I will say the one thing we don't have is a lot of companies reaching out, which is kind of cool, right? Um, that means I get to kind of make the content that I want. But it is funny right. how sometimes a video will do poorly on YouTube, but does amazing from people that I want it to get to, right? Yep. It's like the professional yep. audience exactly. rather than the uh, the YouTube audience. So that that is certainly interesting. And you recently took up reviewing as well, right? So you, you went from just doing a lot of the cosplay stuff and you segmented a channel into just reviews, right? Yeah. So I'd been doing that and that was what kind of helped start funding. And that's really where the business aspect started coming from of wanting to do this was uh, I, I just wanted to fund the hobby. And then when people on YouTube and people on Reddit, Instagram started messaging me about, Hey, how are you printing an Ironman suit with a 3d printer? Like, how are you doing this? How are you fusing, sanding, painting? And I started giving out that information it was like, all right, well, I can monetize my YouTube now. Like this got big enough. Like, oh, this is kind of, okay. I can start making some money off of this. That can buy filament. That can buy a printer. Then companies started reaching out to me. Hey, we'll send you this printer, um, do a review and you get to keep the printer. All right. Free printer. Awesome. Um, and that was some of my first, um, the first review video I did was actually the CR 10 max. Okay. Creality had given me a half off. That wasn't quite big enough yet to get a printer for free. Um, but they were like, Hey, cause I was looking for a large printer and, uh, they, they, I forget who reached out to who, but they said, Hey, we'll give you half off this printer, do a review. And the, there you go. You know, here's a good discount code. I'm like for a thousand dollar printer. I can, okay. All right, let's do that. Um, and then it was all to feed the hobby of printing. And I really tried to stray away from printers that I wouldn't have used in the 3d printing hobby. I was trying to stay away from the really tiny printers. Right. Um, I was, you know, I wanted the CR 10 styles. I wanted the bigs, the LK fives, the S eights, like we're a 3d printing cosplay channel. I want to use bigger printers. Mm -hmm. um, occasionally, you know, a small one would sneak through like, you know, just the end three or right. uh, the, the, the focus Odin five, um, things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, I like doing reviews, but now with printers there, I don't think there's as much of a point. Uh, I was also doing printer build videos, unboxing and build videos. Yeah, those because you had, you ha but you don't really have to do them anymore. No. Like, when's the the last printer I had to build was my FL Sun Super Racer. Okay, which is just it's hard to put that in a box and ship it. But like the Ender Five Pluses, that's all you have to build the whole frame. They're kind of gone, you know. Like this Minga that I just got. It was a couple bolts and it went together. You know, the new enders are like that. Um, there's a lot of printers that are pretty much assembled almost out of box. There's no point in having a 10 minute video about how to build it. It's like, 
all right. But now a review of how it performed after putting it through some paces. Right. I like doing those, but I didn't want to continue to put those on my main channel because I wanted to get back to cosplay. I wanted to get back to 3D printing cosplay where I can talk about the printers. I can talk about like, here's a list of all the printers I've been using. I can show them off in the videos, but then breaking up to a second channel now, finally, I can just focus on the reviews. Hey, this is a review. If you want to see me use it, here's me making a green goblin helmet with it, you know? Um, so that's that cross that cross promotion, and yeah, I don't know. I, and I started to kind of look back at my video list, and I'm like, I have a lot of printer review videos, and I, didn't, I just didn't want I didn't want to continue to go down that path. Right, um, that's fair. I still owe a lot of companies a lot. I have no lie, probably like 15 printers downstairs that I'm still filming and trying to get videos and reviews out for. Um, so Godspeed to them for being patient. Hey, you know, to do it right, it takes time. So that's what I would say, you know, to do it right, it takes time. And so I, then that was the thing. Sometimes I didn't have the time allotted. So I'd have to make sure I titled the video unboxing and first impressions, get a couple prints off, put it out there. Like, Hey, so far it's worked good. Mm -hmm. I'm going to continue to use it through, you know, stay tuned. It might pop up in this video or the printers I beat the hell out of. So far I've, I've been putting this Mingo through its paces for a few weeks now and it's been fire and forget it's been print walk away come back print walk away come back yeah not bad same with the fl sun like oh my god i love that, that v400 has been it's sick it, i've been eyeing that i'm like hmm i like that. it's pretty the only thing i've given them two pieces of feedback so far on it mm-hmm. clipper is a little weird to use yeah. um their their instruction manual isn't does not is not enough for what that beast is mm-hmm. and it sometimes shuts down it's been okay so far and then there's this big chunky eight inch screen that just sits there like there's no mount or anything for it just like we some weird decisions but mostly if you go and watch joel's uh fl super racer review about what he felt about it he's like you know oh there should be a flex sheet and maybe a bigger screen or something you know he mentioned a couple things they honestly did that on the v400 it's a direct drive it has lights it has a pei sheet like it got better. They made it, they somehow made this printer that I have beat up in a year more than most of my printers. And it hasn't missed a beat. Um, and they were like, let's make it bigger and a little bit better. And they did the, the FL sun's making some waves for sure with those, mo- those uh, machines. I would agree. And I feel like, and I, I get chastised from now and then when I say it, but I think bamboo is kind of changing that whole industry of why don't we just play the suicidal race at the bottom we're now looking at printers that are costing up near a thousand dollars or over a thousand dollars that are providing something different they're no longer just another ender 3 clone there's actually real value being brought to the table whether it's input shaping it's clipper it's big ass delta it there's something (laughs) big ass delta right yeah (laughs) i want that shirt now i want that shirt big Big ass ass i support big ass delta (laughs) you know I, i I, I know a few people with them and we've joked if you run them upside down, they're a lot easier to work on because you don't either have to reach, you know, up to your ceiling to put the filament on or you don't have to bend all the way down to make sure your first layer looks OK. They're, they're, if you run them upside down, you could put your filament at the top, the screen can go at the top and you can check your first layer. And I'm curious if it will produce better prints because the overhangs will be different. Give me a lot of ideas right now <laughs> it should i could like in theory it should work right pooch from repcord bolted a prusa mark 3s to his ceiling upside yeah, down. I, bu- 
and it I bolted on. a uh ender three i actually I, I didn't actually bolt it what i did in the video was i took an s5 that i had lying around because mm-hmm. it doesn't work because it's an s5 and it's a piece of shit um and i flipped an ender three and zip tied it to the frame so there's an ender three hanging upside down in an s5 frame and it it prints fine it, it works um i could flip my my I'd have to flip the V400 because the direct drive. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. We'll see. I don't have one, but if I did, that would be one of those things that I would do with it. Um, I We did a video where we tried to print while driving. Um, that was an interesting video that we did. It didn't get a lot of views. Uh, because uh, I used I used neon yellow filament, which at the time I did not realize was going to be absolutely atrocious on camera. Um, but I'm like, if you did it with a Delta, but Deltas you can't normally stand up in cars. What if you just laid it down across the back seat of a car while you were driving? What would happen? Mm, I feel like it would put. I think if you kept it there the whole time, mm-hmm. it would correct. Like the weight now being on like not evenly distributed on all three steppers and belt systems. No, it's a belt system. So the stepper is really not going to have to do too much more work. It would just be, it, it would be any loose tolerances in the print head itself. You'd but find then it would all be, of them. But it would correct because it wouldn't be, it would, the gravity would always be pushing the same way against that tolerance. So correct. But you, you would see, you would see the tolerance as a backlash issue in the layers, right? So when it's yeah. moving up, you won't see it. But when it was moving down, you might see a bit of a yeah. layer. These are the weird things that I want to try out because not everybody has space for a, how tall is that? That V400, tall, like physically, uh, it's got to be at least a meter tall, right? Here, three feet, yeah, almost so probably about a meter tall. Yeah, not everyone has a meter worth of you know vertical distance to give up, right? Like yeah. on on my shelves here, um, I don't have a meter. So if I wanted like you know top shelves here, like this printer, the the Fusion Three. I had yeah. to build a hood prop for it, which is which is up over there on the shelf. You can see the little yellow and red piece of it. So when I open the hood on that printer, it doesn't hit my ceiling and it doesn't fall back down because it has no gas shocks or anything. So I would actually argue that with deltas and especially the square, because mm-hmm. uh, not the square, the triangular, like the super racers of the V400, I think you could get more in a space than what you have because A, you have zero bed movement. You right. can caddy corner them. You can stack them literally geometrically, put one, turn one around. And now in the space of two, you can also fit a third behind it. It's true. And like <laughs> lining up bed sling, lining up bed slingers is a nightmare because all right, you have the cord on the side and then my God, the amount of space you need on like the, the CR, the S fives and the CR 10 max for that bed. Oh, bed was, to move. Oh, dude, I was oh, talking about this the other day. Oh my God. Eight. I could fit no shit six super racers mm-hmm. in that space a, a freaking 400 millimeter bed requires almost a full meter worth of back and mm-hmm. forth space for it to travel in and if you have shelves that are up against walls like all of mine are and Don't your work. shelves are only you know four to six hundred millimeters deep you've got Don't yourself work. a pretty bad problem I, when I custom, I had to custom make my shelves in my garage. When I had all my Solval SVO threes, mm-hmm. I had to actually, I had cork board on the back or like pegboard. I had to cut the bottom of the pegboard out. So the, the cables had enough travel because the printers, I had, they were, they were extra deep, 28 inch deep 
shelves. And that's still, and that, that was, it was a, those beds are 300, 300 by 400. And I had them all the way forward where so the feet were at the edge of the desk or the shelf. And I still had a cut relief in the back. So the bed could travel far enough back. I could never set up my S4, S5 or max in the garage because there was just nowhere to put them. So I didn't use them. Like, I think once you get into the 400 milliliter range, it needs to be a real or faux core XY, like the under five plus. Yeah. It just needs to be a cube. It just needs to be a cube. Like, I want the bed to go straight down or straight up. Yeah. I don't want it to. Yep. Yeah. Stop it, with these bed slingers. <laughs> especially if you want to be doing, um, you know, parts in ABS, ASA, polycarbonate. Oh, God, yeah. And, Way easier to enclose too now. Right. And when you're doing hardcore cosplay pla is not normally the right material to use what is your material of choice is it pla or what, what are you going with pla it's pla <laughs> so okay in florida so, that would melt right so if i left it in my car it would melt P, new p like newer pla and PLA. i use a lot mostly pla pluses so i get a little bit higher of a thermal deflection because i'm down here in the east coast too mm -hmm. and I haven't had those. I, the only time I've had something melt was when I left um, some Mandalorian helmets on some paint stands in my attic or my garage. It hit like 120 degrees up there, dusted. How often are you leaving prints in cars though? Yeah. So anytime that I'm leaving prints in cars, I try to put them in the trunk because I've learned the hard way. Um, yeah, it's, it's not it's always so much heat. ambient heat. Exactly. It's the ambient heat can get kind of crazy, but not that bad it's direct sunlight it's when people are standing outside and they put their faceplate down on the pavement and mm -hmm. sun just my faceplate worked we well, left it in direct sunlight you jerk um and we, pla is not what it used to be no and pla plus and i don't know what 11 herbs and spices companies are putting in no it one now, does no right? one does man but it's, it's like it's, hmm that doesn't smell like I'm used to PLA smelling. I'm like, oh, yes, wait a minute, I not. can smell it. That's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> go turns uh, on VOC filters in the room. Yep, it's it's a it's different. Yeah, and they all have like I used I think Fullamins PLA plus. It was it was like their matte PLA plus. It was mm -hmm. dog water. Um, Sunlose has just been consistent for me for three years. Like it just hasn't missed. It just prints 215.65 on every printer I use. I don't do temp towers. I don't do calibration cubes. Me neither. I, time. I load up a roll and go. And even with like, I'm getting silks and stuff. I run the same temps. Like printers and filament are not what they used to be. And it's amazing. Yeah. I know original PLA, it's, it, 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 was like a, it was like 160, 170 with like a thermal deflection below 1,000, 100 degrees, which is, I mean, you, you, you breathe on it too hard, it'll melt. It's not what it used to be. And if you really want to do cosplays and stuff, PTG. ABS is kind of dead when it comes to cosplays because about it sucks. It does. It's liquefied it dinosaurs as a plastic. Why? Yeah, it's toxic. It's toxic. It's hard to sand. If you want to use acetone sanding, now you're talking you're smoothing. You're now you're talking about, you know, fumes and toxins. It warps like Flammable. a mofo. <laughs> yeah, like it's just PTG was like, yeah, no, this is better. It, PTG strings like a bitch, but once you figure that out and it, it, if you go down the PTG path, you're happy there. I know yeah. plenty of people who all they do is print with it and then they'll try PLA and be like, this stuff sucks. It's like, yeah, because you've been, you've been molesting your hot end to like 260 degrees for a year. And now you're trying to actually make it just do 200. Yeah. It doesn't like that. Well, and <laughs> it doesn't be, like that anymore. Be careful. Of course, if you're running non all metal hot ends with PETG, if they're not designed for that, um, mm -hmm. the PTFE mm -hmm. liners in those hot ends above 
250 degrees will start to off-gas formaldehyde, which, if you have birds, is incredibly deadly in very, very, very small amounts. So those of you that do have birds that want to get into 3D printing, please make sure that you have all metal hot ends because you don't want to find your bird dead and not know why. Um, yeah, it, it is a real common problem. That. Did yeah. not know that. Yeah. I, I my hot ends never go above 220 right now. Right. But I did just get a uh, uh, a Chitty Tech um CF Pro, CFX Pro. I've seen the carbon those too. That can do carbon fiber and nylon, and I am excited about that. And they have been very patient. <laughs> CF nylon is gonna change your life. Regular nylon is terrible. I do not like printing with it. It is like Prusa just put out a specific bed for nylon that's how bad this stuff is to print um because it it destroys pei like if you don't put glue down it'll weld to it and you're gonna have a bad day um i would love to somehow get enough like a sponsorship deal for because car uh cf nylon is expensive it Um, is this is some cf petg that i printed and uh we'll let that focus for just a second now this is with a diamond nozzle this is a nozzle tipped with polycrystalline diamond um so it, it, it is you know polished smooth so basically irons the layers yeah but if you want something that comes off of the printer that needs minimal to no extra work on it carbon fiber the only the fun thing about it is it's weaker Hmm. it is not stronger it is not like a lamborghini it's not like a you know or or a real carbon fiber yeah it is but it's not woven and it's not encapsulated in an epoxy resin uh so it is it is way more for show than it is for go. What it does do is it makes the parts incredibly rigid. So a regular nylon part, you can bend it pretty easily. Add some carbon fiber into it. One, you remove a lot of the warping problems, but two, you make it much more rigid. And for purposes of like, you know, when you need an armor piece that you're going to be, you know, touching and, and grabbing things with, hmm. CFs are great for that versus regular materials because they don't da- they don't degrade and damage like the others yeah. do. I gotta look. I gotta start looking into that. I mean, I just again, it goes back to kind of you're talking about like it's a tool, and if it works, it works. Mm-hmm. I found PLA pluses, uh, and I've used some other PLA pluses like uh, um, Esuns. Esuns wasn't bad. I think I had to do two twenty on that. Um, I've used some that did. They did the bonding, the layer adhesion wasn't as great as I'd liked, and I right. could have probably messed around with it more, gotten it better. But like I landed on a brand that's relatively cheap. Um, they run discount and bundle sales. Like I remember there was one time they were running like it was 20 rolls for a certain amount or 10 rolls and it was 10 rolls for like a hundred bucks or something or don't some, tell it me was, it's GST 3d. No, 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 no. I'm talking about some, no GST. G, no, ew, gross. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, the, the, the great lie of the community. Yeah. Um, no, some, they run like they ran a deal one time and I was, I was able to hustle apply my own discount code. And my yeah. own affiliate link because they didn't stop me. Um, no man, and I was use those get, affiliates, baby. Yeah, I got rolls of PLA plus uh, for like five bucks. Did you enjoy the Prime Day pricing error from Sunlu this year? Yeah, I didn't see it. Uh, if you have an impulse buying problem, stay away from the three P deals Twitter account. But if you don't have an impulse buying problem, it will give you one. Um, three rolls of PLA with two of their S2 dryers for a grand total of $9.63 delivered. What's this Twitter? Three, <sighs> at 3DP deals. <laughs> now, the, all their I stuff is affiliate see links. That. But I did, I did see that on uh, Facebook. 
Yeah. And okay. uh, myself and a few of the other staff and some of our patrons in our Discord, I guess, shout out to my Patreon Ooh. members. Uh, we all got it. And uh, yep. It yep. was real. There's uh, there's one of the S2 dry- Grant, <laughs> your camera's backwards, Grant. It's back there. Uh, the awesome. S2 dryer is back there. Although it doesn't work for me uh, because mm. it's on the wrong side. Uh, the, the dryer is completely backwards right there for oh, it to work no. on that side of the printer. The S2s are only designed to go on one side of your printer and it's uh, the wrong side for mine, but whatever. Ugh. But for $9, sol- I don't care. I'll drill a new hole in it. <laughs> Pass the filament through. Oh, God. But, There's a Sunlu S8 for sale uh, yeah. for like a buck 80. And it's like, no, that's not even worth it. When you're getting that kind of, of quality and like, again, they need, in my opinion, a printer without auto bed leveling is a headache, right? I, I don't want to level beds. That's why I am, I am of the Prusa fanboy. I have 40 printers now um, and 11 wow. of them are resin. So like, and the only reason I have 11 resin printers is because I don't want to change vats and tanks. So it's one <laughs> printer per material plus gotcha. one printer as a spare. So should we have a failure, pull the drive, put it into the new printer, move the build plate and the vat over and just do it again. Um, just from a business standpoint, that, makes sense. that, that makes made sense. a lot of sense. But for oh. FDM, yeah, we have 13 Prusas total right now. And I, like I am, I, work. I, I, I pre-ordered the Prusa XL. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get the multi tool head. I just got the normal one. Uh, oh really? I have you didn't go about... for the five tool head? No, I I was already spending so much. I'm like this. I I have thoughts about Prusa. Um, I like them. Mm-hmm. I I I've seen them. I've I've seen the prints that come off of them, and they do work. But I feel like there just hasn't. Where has been that innovation of, like you have this, the 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 Mark Three, and I got I can see behind you, like. They have been great and they've made, they've paved the way everybody wanted to copy that. I mean, that's what the Ender 3 is. It's a Mark 3 clone. But now everybody says that that everything's an Ender 3 clone when the Ender 3 was a Prusa clone. Um, And you'll still see them marketed like that. Like on, I'll see see them on like eBay or something or like, you know, Ender Creality, Ender 3, 3D printer, Mark 3 clone, Prusa, Prusa. Like it's like a a long titles are like SEO. "Mm." (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But, and then you have the XL coming out finally. And I think that was because every, all, you know, they had to catch up with, in the sense of, well, everybody wants a bigger Prusa. Well, here's a bigger Prusa. Um, yep. I don't know how I feel about getting a printer that price with 3D printed parts on it. With I, I don't know. It, it just always looked kind of weird to me. Like if Creality had sent me a $1,000 printer and parts in brackets and holders on it were printed, aside from the fan duct, which... Yeah, I kind of get sure, whatever. You don't have to injection mold it then. Um, I'd be kind of mad. People would freak out about that, you know. And I know it's a little bit of a staple of Prusa, especially where they started. It's like, hey, it started as a kit, and it, it's kind of their yeah trademark now. But I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see it. I'm very excited to see it. But I think the last three months have kind of changed a lot of people's opinions, right? So I have. From day one that I found Prusa was a Prusa fanboy because as a business, I just need things to work. I need to click print. They just I work. Need to walk away and it needs to work. Right. They just work. Is Absolutely. it going to be the fastest? No, no. But I have enough that I don't care. Right. If I want something faster, I'm going to split it up into two printers and it's going to get done at double the speed. Agreed. Bamboo Lab, I think, shook up the industry, something that we kind of needed. I, 
and maybe you saw this too i was getting very complacent to the ender 3 clones like where i was saying i really don't want to look at ender 3 clones on my channel anymore because it's i i stopped reviewing them day. i yeah i i ignore those emails i just ignored an email from king room or king room whatever the hell king, you say yeah it. I, I know him. The, yeah the king room k2 or then this or the eight and like i'm so sick of these nothing nothing new has come out about like these e3s uh folk focus they they tried bless their hearts they were like eh, it folds and then they realized no one cared about that so now they have their odin five smart which i have sitting downstairs haven't opened it yet um as i said Neptune, in my friday video every printer can fold it is a matter of how every, hard you're willing to try yes correct and all they man all they had to do is put like some quick release pins that would have been such a better gimmick but whatever uh, <laughs> hey, hey right? it's, it's not like we know a little bit about 3d printing right no, not at all. No, God. And no, they're all under threes, man. And Creality tried with the CR10 Smart. Nope, that missed. Uh, and now it's up to other people. It's up to FL Sun. It's up to Bamboo. Um, I've actually just gotten finally an email chain with them. So hopefully I'll be getting my hands on one of those things. I, I'm i giving them six months before I, I look at buying one for the business. Because when you sell okay. $6 million of anything, you're going to find that your biggest challenges if it is not supply chain it's customer support and i want to see how the average person gets along with it we've had a lot of reviewers get them mm. some of them mm. have had good experiences some of them a little bit less good but overall yep. i think the the perception has been positive but i yep. want to see them in production atmospheres where they're being used 24 hours a day seven days a week and i want to see what fails and then i want to see how okay. customer service works okay if it takes you two weeks to get parts, I don't know, man, you know, yeah. but if I can get parts in two to three days or there's, you know, maybe they, they put the spare parts on Amazon so I can just buy them as needed. If I don't want to wait for warranty. Yeah. Those are all like a business case. I look at and say, okay, I mean, if for, and it was That's like smart. only 250 bucks less on the Kickstarter. I said, no, no, not, not going to risk that. Yeah, not, I'll, not great. Um, Wasn't great. But I, I know people that are already getting them, like they're already delivering. And that is yeah. astounding to me. So good on them. Like I'm, I, I poo poo them a lot because I think they've been getting a lot of rave reviews initially. And then some of the issues started coming out, but the issues all kind of showed kind of right close to the end or right after their Kickstarter finished. Mm. So I, I don't, it, it gave something to me to say, huh? Maybe we're not testing these printers hard enough. Maybe we're not, as reviewers, abusing the machines enough because we know what we're doing. Do we have yeah. to look at it from an individual's perspective that's never used a printer to say, all right, so how easy is this to use if I immediately assume I know nothing? That's And that's how I've always tried to do my reviews, some better than others. Um, this, the, the, but this Minga, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I immediately had to take it apart out of box. It's not going to be a great review over the entire thing. The bed, um, one of the wheels on the bottom, the, not the wheel itself was loose. Like it, the whole bolt was loose, but in order to tighten the nut, I had to get to the other side of it, which meant I had to take off the self-leveling bed, which meant 20 screws. Mm -hmm. Like, so this happened immediately as I was building it. Like the whole bed was just clunk, 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 clunk. And I had to... That's what I was, that's what I was upset about. I'm like, I know how to fix this. I know exactly why it's doing this. Somebody's going to sit down here. Maybe they'll find the eccentric nut. It's not going to tighten because it's loose. It, it, it just spins. So maybe they don't even notice. Maybe they don't even notice the beds wobbly and they're printing and the prints are going to look like dog shit. And then 
they're going to probably go down a rabbit hole of, well, level your bed. Well, it's a self-leveling bed. Oh, oh it's this probably is wet filament though. Don't worry about it's, it. Yeah. But dry out your what filament. A, what a crux it's, oh, you're, of this industry. That's you're, you're using, you're using Cura. Well, you should use S3D. Shut up. It like the printer was broken out of box. It what or wasn't built the the quality, the QA uh, quality assurance of that missed. And, and they the sent shipping, that to me. Right. You have yeah. to also blame. There's some blame to be held for shipping, but more importantly, the packaging. I disagree. I disagree with a lot of these new printers because they are packaged like palms. They are, especially that one, they, the phone was all on the right. Cause I look, I, I looked at that too. I'm like, could the bed have shifted? Like if I really shook it in here, could it have shifted? No, this, they, they're pretty good at keeping those beds sturdy. This bolt was just loose. Yeah. Other printers. No. Um, oh, uh, was it this one? Another printer I just opened had styrofoam it was the first time i saw styrofoam it wasn't that black foam which i really like it was styrofoam yeah i like the open cell uh, styrofoam is terrible uh, i hated it there was it was everywhere i was like this is the worst choice ever and it's like Damn. it's so bad for the environment and people don't recycle and just... you know no they don't i still have all my printer boxes but like once i got that figured out once i'm like all right cool it's bed it's, it's leveled ran one leveling sequence and it's been great since but that that matters because you're right. I knew how to fix that. Oh, fucking wobbly bed. Great. Mm -hmm. Joe Schmo, who doesn't know why his printer is giving him the worst layer lines he's ever seen, but like, oh, the guy on YouTube got smooth prints. Why does mine look like this? And then he gets mad at both of us. And it's yeah, like, you, you get mean comments. And you're like, this is not my fault. Like, this is, dude, don't, don't blame me. I'm the messenger. Someone went to war with me on my channel recently. And I think it was a burner account because I think I know who it was. But he was, he started commenting on probably nine or 10 of my videos, long paragraphs. How dare you? I trusted in you. I did this. We've had two my pride. So oh, he, he got real. I, I want, he like wanted High an apology. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. I, and I told him like, dude, like if you had just left one comment, like, let's talk about this. But he started spamming and I was like, dude, like stop this. Or I'm going to block you. Took that and ran. Look, everybody uh, look at how he's talking to his fans. Look at this um be careful he was like be careful frank you know you never know who's watching like he was threatening me in the comments i'm like what is what is going on right now man it, yeah i'm like i i'm not gonna message creality yeah no. because one dude on youtube got up like that's it's not it's not my job dude like sorry i'm sorry you had this like i my channel is to help you try to fix that but this hobby isn't for everybody and that sometimes that's just going to be the case you know it's why we run print fix friday right where i go on to reddit i go on to the multitude of discords that i'm in i go on a twitter and i look for people that are having print failures if they've already solved them fine but if it's something that's unique or something you haven't covered in a while i like to cover it because it, people are looking for that stuff people want to know like wait i'm getting a lot of stringing what could be the problem well retraction temperature maybe wet filament right at the end if it's petg it might be a little bit damp uh, but if it doesn't sound like Rice Krispies, it's not wet filament. Uh, and so it's I have a question. For mm, you. Yeah, I have a question for you. And it's something I've noticed because you are a veteran to this. You have been this 2008, 2009, you said? I started in 2008. Yeah, I built my first printer in 2008. So you've been doing this 10 years longer than me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, when I hop on to uh, fa fa Facebook and 3D printing Reddit, 3D printing Reddit, I said it in videos. It, it's what? Just avoid Facebook uh see my my i avoid reddit i think 3d printing reddit is the cesspool of the internet it is the worst place because there are a lot of veterans there 
and you'll have people who get these new printers that don't need the e-step calibration that don't need all of this adjustment and they'll go on there and hey i have a failed print and facebook's the same way and what i've noticed is that a lot of the veterans who built the printer you would never even think twice about it being a leveling problem you already leveled your printer you know that i know that now but i think it, people get sent down these incredible rabbit holes of on facebook areas. on reddit in the wrong hey my print looks like this and you naturally people who have been doing it five ten years have already in your mind gone through well it can't be any of these little things so i you, had that happen to me the other day and i'm so pissed at myself for missing it like <laughs> literally it if someone in the maker deck discord shout out maker deck um we're going to be setting up a stream soon to start live streaming our time lapse printer directly to maker deck whenever we're Ooh. printing stuff that i can show off if you don't know about maker deck it's where you can stream your printer and be a part of a global digital online makerspace and just show off what you're doing and that can be your printing maybe you're doing some painting and sanding um hmm. when we start doing more scanning for videos i'm and i'm at like either one of the two sets that we have i'm going to stream that to maker deck and shout out pez liz who's in the comments right now uh the executive producer of maker deck um huh. and it, it is such a cool community and I was in there and this person was having issues where their infill was not connecting to their perimeters. Yeah. I asked about E-steps, right? Immediately check E-steps, right? Measure hundred millimeters, <laughs> drive it. Where are we at? It was perfect. Okay. How wiggly is your bed? No, it looks okay. All right. What about belts? Where are your belts at? Tighten some belts. Checked extrusion multipliers. Said, all right, let's try a little bit higher extrusion. Their infill overlap percent was set to zero. And I didn't even think about that because it's never set to zero. It's always set to something in all of the softwares, but whatever profile they were using, or maybe they messed with a setting, they had set it to zero. And if your filament shrinks even a little bit, it's not going to connect to the damn infill. And I felt like an absolute moron. And I think it was pink. <laughs> I think it was pink. because She's, she's one of the volunteers with maker deck. And I'm like, oh, God, no. I feel like such an idiot. I should know better than this. And it's like, all right, time to check yourself a little bit. Let, let's, let's look at your list a little bit closer of what you go through when you look at print failures and it's good every now and then right to be reminded that there's always something more to learn and maybe you do exactly miss things so and I, I i think now where it stands in the community is all you know people not i'm not talking about people who are building vorons and you know rat rigs and all that but the people yeah. just the average joe i i'd say at this point 99 of the community is it's <laughs> it's gonna be level your it's it's like a, it's just a meme at this point but it's level your bed yep and like level your bed clean your damn bed my god hold um, it like a vinyl just, record not that that means anything to half the audience out there <laughs> hold it from the edges don't touch the damn bed hold it from uh, the edges uh, yeah well yeah i i, I do in terms of in terms of some of the maintenance i do on my i, I, I preach about my doing printers i definitely don't practice a lot of it like I level my enders every like four months. They print fine. I have five of them. My pro V2s, they have BL touch. They're great. Um, I'm, I'm almost, I'm on the border about selling a lot of my printers, getting rid of a vast majority of them and just getting a bunch of super racers and V400s. That's how much these printers have just blown me away. And it, I want to have the same printer. Like it's a nightmare when you have so many different profiles and slicers and, um, oh, dude, like I, the 
this one back here. It's it's my signed printer. It's the one that I have signed by Joe Perusa. Very happy about Aww. that. That's it's awesome. My, <laughs> it's my diamond printer, so it has a diamond nozzle. It gotcha. prints 20C colder than any of the other machines because diamond has a better thermal conductivity. Mm. And if you don't know that and you run PLA at stock PLA temps, 210, 215, it's going to string. It's not going to stick. It's going to have a massive problem. Interesting. So it's like there's a separate profile for that machine. The Revos, um, technically I run them basically the same. Um, and uh, I, I, I might have some, some special Revo nozzles sitting right here uh you know some some black rainbow boys uh video coming eventually because we're not allowed to talk about that right now uh <laughs> but you know i'm told that on some people they have to do modifications and it's like okay you're gonna buy a 200 dollars printer you're gonna put a 200 dollars hot end on it 50 dollars auto bed leveling kit um you know the upgrades for all this and that what about your time so why don't you just go spend fifteen hundred dollars thousand fifteen hundred bucks on a v400 on a bamboo on a mark 3s or a mini and just get a better printer from the get-go it's fun but man when you realize how much time you spend calibrating printers like good lord and i think that's i don't want to say it but like i kind of think that's where the hobby's going i think slowly the people who are modifying them the the upgraded parts the modifications it's i think it's going to slowly start going in the way of like almost the car industry mm-hmm. where bamboo was bamboo made a printer that you're not supposed to modify proof the prusa xl i doubt there's gonna be much in terms of being able to really modify it and upgrade it like i i i know how the heck like modifying you know deltas and you know the v400 like okay yeah i can probably swap out the nozzle it, it upgrade some extruder you know change some stuff out but i think it's going to start going along the way of you're not either a need to upgrade these printers because you can just you know get one or you're really not gonna be able to and i think it's going to start slowly creeping away from that open that open firmware that open software that open source yeah. system that birthed 3d printing and i i do see that eventually going away there probably will still be those holds holdouts who like building the printers getting as best quality as possible but slowly i think the market is going to catch up to that quality i mean i i've seen ender threes just out, just straight up outperform you know some of these old ultimakers that cost you know thousands tens of thousands of dollars and take up you know of ha- the size of a fridge and like i can go to micro center and in an hour build a printer and pump off quality better than this ten thousand dollar printer from a few years ago that'd be 16 hours for me because the local micro center is 15 hours round trip so yeah i don't have one close either it sucks <laughs> i want i wanted to so bad but the nearest ones are like maryland yeah, no, it, oh, it, it's too far. Now, are you going to be at Earth? No. Why not? Because I'm just hearing about it. Okay. <laughs> East Coast Rep Rap Festival. It's in Aberdeen, Maryland. Um, and it's October, it's the weekend of the 8th. Um, oh, that's why. No, Joel Joel or Uncle Jesse message, me, meant, uh, mentioned it. Uh, New York Comic Con. For some reason, they thought it, it would be a good idea weekend. to to schedule it on the biggest comic-con on the east coast so i will not be there this year the whole well, time because i know sith lord brit's coming just for sunday yeah uh well so i'm traveling i'm driving up i'm leaving the carolinas to go up to richmond virginia on the first and second for cosplay world mm-hmm. and then from there i'm driving up back to new jersey 
going to go to New Jersey, spend the week with family, and then nice. um, uh, and then the eight, the this eighth, ninth, tenth, or eleventh, or whatever yeah. Friday to Sunday, I'm at New York Comic Con. Like okay. that's that's yeah, the whole weekend um, because that is uh, the first time I'm going to New York Comic Con, and I'm actually going there. Uh, when I go there on the eighth, I will be. That'll I will still be in the military. When I leave there the ninth, I will be a civilian in the reserves. Well, so thank I you actually that's that's my last day at an active duty. I'll be at New York Comic Con. So you're gonna so be active duty of, in an Iron Man suit. Yeah, and then I will not be. <laughs> <laughs> that's a cool way to end it. Well, th- thank you for your for your service, to the U.S. military. We we those of us that don't have the opportunity to serve, thank you for your for your service. Um, it. Uh, it it has always amazed me the amount of effort that people will put into the machines. And I, I you know, there was a, a time ago when I was modifying printers and it's fun. Like I do modify the Prusas, but I buy them all as kits and I have a plate of parts that I print and I replace their parts with mine. And it's quality <laughs> of life things like more easily tension the Y axis. So I don't have to flip the printer over to do it. Just, it, it's a screw yeah, and it's done. Exactly. It's exactly. nothing that overtly changes the way the machine works or anything like that. They're just slightly modified stock parts. Um, but if you ever do find yourself or maybe we're in town together for some reason, let me know. I normally take my scanners with me. We have an Artec Eva, which will get you one of the best scans that, of yourself that you've ever had. I will. You said you're in Florida? Yeah, Tampa. Oh, I okay. I definitely will be down there eventually. Let me know because yeah. that's like I know we're we were supposed to scan uh, Uncle Jesse when he was down here. He got busy with family stuff. So he's coming down in like Christmas time, December. We're going to get together. Then we're going to scan him because he does a lot of cosplay stuff as well. And yep. his scans that he has, they're OK, but they're not from a twenty thousand dollar <laughs> hand scanner. Good. Yeah, I have um, one of those. So smoke them if you got them. You're not you're not. That's not a that's not a bad idea. You're nine hours from me, by the way. Yeah, but, that doesn't surprise um, me. <laughs> <laughs> so how, uh, how do you go about sizing the suits to fit you? That's got to be a complicated process. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a million ways to skin that cat, unfortunately. Um, you can you can do what I did on my first suit, this one, mm-hmm. and hip fire. Just hip fire it. Um, I printed the whole suit at 100% scale. And then after it was printed, because remember, people, this is plastic. It's made of plastic. So I took a Dremel to it. I took a cutters. I took nippers. I took a heat gun. I warped it. I sanded it. I trimmed it. Yeah. Make it fit. Make it fit. The biggest problem I had was my legs are not that long. It's a it's made for a six foot tall person. I am five foot eight. Um, but I was able to trim it down just a little bit. And then I also use lifter shoes to kind of get, I made myself fit into the suit, if that makes sense. Um, not ideal. No, I'm still paying for it. Like it still fits wonky because of it, but it was my first suit. I didn't know any better. Um, and then I did the exact same thing on this suit, but this one, I was able to trim a lot more off of because of the way the suits built and fit. Same thing. Um, I have very short legs, like my torso, my, my, like, like waist up arms, shoulders, head, everything fits this six foot suit perfectly. Like I'm comfortable in it. My legs are short. Um, so that's where I, my pitfall of my height is. So printing another DO 3D suit, again, my upper body fits in the top very nicely. Legs are too long. I had to trim them down. Are you and I? Now, the, I am. Um, so there's Scandi Pro, Polycam, you know, that's the other. So that's one of the other options. It's 
3D scan yourself somehow. And a few years ago, that would have been just, you would have needed a $20,000, $30,000 machine, or you um, get a rig, a uh, Xbox Connect together, which I yep. do have one, never got it to work, but it's enough to get a simple scan. It's good in ge- geometric. Yes. Um, or you do sizing rings. I love sizing rings. Those are great. Um, they can work for a multitude of applications, but not everything. You can use them for your arms. Like if you print out the, you know, the top of the forearm, the ring for that, obviously if you can't get your wrist in through it, it's too small. So you start figuring stuff out like that. Um, I do have a Revo point pop scanner. It absolutely shits on the CR scan lizard that Creality tried to pump out and you have whatever one of the lizards. Yeah. Oh, I have one. Did that Kickstarter die? I never knew what happened to that. They got sued gone? by our tech. Um, did so they, I thought that it was still ongoing. Did the, they, is it? the lawsuit is still ongoing. What? And we talked about this in a previous podcast. So I, I have to shill that previous podcast with Seth Polanski, an actual IP attorney who also streams D and D content, which is pretty cool. He's like crazy. Yeah. The fact that he didn't own a 3d printer still frightens me uh, because he really should. But uh, we talked about it and he went through and he said, okay, they refunded everybody. So they refunded everybody through Kickstarter. Our tech was able to sue Creality because the amount of money that they did via Kickstarter made Creality have a USA nexus, which means you must follow USA patent, trademark, and copyright laws. Creality's not really known for playing by the rules. Um, and our tech sued the ever-loving dog shit out of them. And the claims are pretty crazy. Um, you know, things like they poached our staff and the staff took uh, source code right? I can hear you. Yeah, you're good. Um, and that source code is the problem. Poaching staff, well, that's all, all in fair and love and war. Well, what ended up happening is uh, Creality just refunded everybody through Kickstarter and said, well, now we don't have a USA Nexus. Suck it. And the courts are like, I, 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 I don't know about that. And then they had everyone do the backer through, I forget the name of the company, but it was a different company. There's a lizard. That scanner, according to uh, Creality, is as good and technically slightly better than my Artec Eva, which is 40 times its price. And well, I'd, le- I'd let you know if I could get the damn thing to work. The <laughs> firmware is dog shit. I can't, I couldn't, I can't get it to work properly. And yeah. I, I just did a scanning video. I struggled and hilariously, I got called out on Instagram for it. So I, I told the person, hey, just email me. You know, let's talk about it. It was a CTO of Artec. Ah. I'm like, okay, oh. yeah, I guess you can call me out for that. That's fine. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I got a training on Tuesday. I'm going to go through a two-hour training with them to talk through that part a little bit better and show how the scanner can do it. And I'm going to do an update video. Wow. It'll be cool. That's um, – I and uh, so I have a Revo Point pop the first version, not yeah. the second. Amazing. Once they fix their firmware, their first initial – not firmware, their initial software – on the computer for the scanning was dog water the ui was trash they updated it um way better works works great works great the handheld scanner i can hook it up to my phone hook it up to my ipad run it off my computer um I, I might have backed the mini i might have i might have done that and it's it's it, it's not bad it's off the mini is like backing a kickstarter is off brand for me but the price comparison versus waiting i said eh i'll give it a shot and i said all right well that's a cool video no matter what. Um, you know, if it sucks, I get to show it. If it doesn't suck, that's fair. then we have a really cool, we have a re- that's a much cooler video if it does better than a scanner yeah. that is considerably more its cost. 
Um, and I, I, I still need to put out a review video for the Revo. And then mm -hmm. I want to do one on my main channel about like 3D scanning stuff, 3D scanning yourself for cosplay. I think that'd be a good the, the better three quarters does a lot of cosplay uh hilariously we've been dating for five or so years now and she has never used a 3d printed part in one of her cosplays and i always laugh i'm like you literally have 40 plus printers at your disposal she's like, but no but those are yours she just got her first printer a couple of months oh. ago so she's she's looking at <laughs> she's designed her own pieces and i i think that that's really cool to kind of see like what it was like for me 10 plus years mm -hmm. ago it's what it's like for her now and i i think that it's really cool to watch people go through that because like Absolutely. oh yeah i remember when i was like brand new to this and i wasn't jaded yep. by all the different filaments i could buy <laughs> not at all Ugh, not at all have you tried printed solid <laughs> filament what do you think of jesse so hmm? printed solid by by it, it's uh printed solid filament jesse pla oh buddy oh buddy Oh, we're going to have oh. to talk off stream. Uh, oh, you got to no. get yourself some Jesse PLA, particularly for what you do. Design white would be amazing. It is not that bright, brilliant white that everybody hates. It's got a little bit of gray to it, and it ends up being so much any, better for painting. Uh, that's the thing. Uh, I avoid any whites, light grays, and yellows because okay. when you sand them, you can't see where you sand it. It's a nightmare. When Because when you hit it with a power sander it doesn't discolor unlike the blacks grays reds oh yeah well, um, dull a little bit huh it does not that's why i never use white that's the worst thing to use when now i could go immediately dump a can of primer on it but then that clogs my power sander so that's why i usually do a color power sand it first and then it dulls and i can see where i left off and then i hit it with the first coat of primer so there's pros and cons your now, paint jobs are ridiculous so i'm i'm gonna go ahead and say that you know what the hell you're doing because i suck at painting thank you yeah it's it's been trial and error <laughs> and a lot of things looking on camera do you have experience as like a professional painter before you got into doing the all of that um i used to build gundam models and sell them in japan when i lived there um uh i just grew up doing i would paint gundam models with spray paint and it would annoy so many people on the 3d the the gunpla gundam model reddit yeah. because i was doing this in okinawa japan where the humidity is 100 percent, and i was getting results kind of like this with spray paint on little gundam models little plastic models so i learned a lot of tolerances on what paints work good clear coats this that and it's just it's a lot of practice it's a lot of trial and error i could do i could tell you i could tell you exactly uh one way how i made this green goblin helmet I can tell you a hundred ways how I how it doesn't work though. That's what a gorgeous don't... paint job. That is printed Isn't and that... painted. Yes, sir. Look at oh, that. Right? that. Wow. Yeah. That, yep. All spray paint. No airbrushing. Just all spray paint. And it was testing. It was testing, layering different can um, not candies, but pearlescence, mm -hmm. um, testers paints, um, figuring out a clear coat that worked with them. And like a lot of it, you know, I had to strip it back off it. Like I said, it did a lot of testing, but yeah you just you practice you practice i know what clear coats i can tell you exactly step by step on the every paint and step i used on my suit um because i could also tell you the hundred ways that it didn't work all the testing and so and then you can apply those all right i know how to get this nice red well that works great on my samus and my red hood and my daredevil so you just start everything bleeds out into each other until until you get a new paint scheme where you're like well i've never done pearlescent green purple let's figure it out you know and then mix for some content 
Mitch 3D in the comments saying, wow, that looks better than the screen use one. And yeah, also probably because the screen use one was somewhat fake. Uh, uh, the, the the one in the new Spider-Man was all CG, CGI. Yeah. Um, what's funny is you can probably still hear me just fine. Oh yeah, you're fine. Yep. Although I could, I could hear myself echoing there. That was kind of weird. Huh. It's because I turned on, sorry, I turned on... Um, I actually unmuted YouTube because oh. I have the chat going. <laughs> we have yeah. the stream playing yeah. back. Okay. Um, funny. Hey, if you guys want a really cool 3D printing story, though, do it. Um, there was I can't. I don't remember his username on Instagram, but he made a 3D model of a Green Goblin helmet. He he modeled one. Um, it, this is this is Do3D's one, but it was I, I don't know the guy's name. There's a behind the scenes shot of the new Spider-Man movie. And when Will, Willem Dafoe was talking to the goblin in the alleyway and there, the helmet is on the uh, 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 dumpster. Mm -hmm. Now, there isn't a real finished helmet there. What there is there is that guy's 3D printed helmet in a just a blank color mold that they printed and hung there as reference. So Willem knew where to look and talk to. And it's that dude on Instagram's 3D file. So that's the only real helmet used at any point because up until that point, he was CGI flying around. And after that, he never wears the helmet again. So the only real helmet in that whole movie is a CGI paint out of a real helmet on the dumpster and it's 3d printed. I know age of Ultron had printed helmets in it because we made them. What? Yeah. We made the master for Ultron for the age of Ultron. I did not know that. Yeah, so that, that, is... that is that is now something we can talk about. Uh, for many years, I couldn't talk about that. Uh, but that was a very big... That was done in full-color sandstone because they wanted it to be much heavier. It needed oh. to have weight to it. So we made it out of full-color sandstone because you can, you can literally put a blowtorch to it and it will not deform. It's gypsum. So it's quite literally fireproof uh, based on its chemical properties. Um, they didn't want it full-color. They wanted it white. Because that's the, the raw material is white. And uh, they use that as the master to produce all the ones used in the movie. Oh. And so I mean, we've worked on quite a few major motion pictures. Um, just not in ways that like are meaningful. Right. Um, we were the backup printers for some of the largest stop motion animation facilities in the nation that do uh, amazing stop motion animation work. Uh, Leica. Uh, we were the backup printer for the Smithsonian. So I've printed parts that are in the Smithsonian. Um, and I printed Snoop Dogg. <laughs> and Snoop Dogg's the one that everyone asks about. So I always keep Snoop Dogg handy. Printed uh, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, because why not? You know, always got to keep Snoop handy. No one ever questions the, the Smithsonian, but they always question this guy. What the heck? Yeah. Is that a, um, a powder printer? Yeah. Yeah, that was my, that was my, uh, my profession for many years. I was... Known as the best in the world. Oh, so much bubble wrap wow. noise. I was known as the best in the world for five years in powder 3D printing. I ran five of them at, at one point in my in my heyday. Now we're just down to one that I'm actually looking at uh, looking to sell. So if someone wants to spend There's... thirty plus thousand dollars on a printer, hit me up. Um, yeah, right. They weigh a thousand oh, pounds empty. <laughs> yeah, uh, but oh, you know, hilariously. They, I'm like, oh, these things print so fast. Resin printers print faster now. Um, but, yeah. you know, it's not full color in resin. So have you messed around with resin too much or no? I have seven resin printers and I'm terrible at resin printing. 
I am just bad at it because I come from, since coming from the FDM world, I want to save supports and I want to mitigate this and that. So it bites me in the ass when I'm at, trying to slice a resin file and I'm like, I think that's enough supports. And it's definitely not um, positioning them, trying not to get that, that suction effect. Um, I have a, my biggest resin printer is the EPAC X156. Um, what build so volume is that? I don't know that one off the top of my head. It's the same as the uh, the Piopoli Phenom, Ooh, big? Um, the Phenom L. Okay, it's a big, it's a big, not the XL, just the Phenom. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fifteen point six screen. It's huge. It's a, I I have I wrote across the top of it mini fridge, um, and I got some good prints off of it. I was able to get um, it's one of my few resin printed helmets because they're you know resin's brittle. You know, it's not something I would use for cosplay, um, but like for like you know display pieces yeah that's gorgeous um wow. just just resin you know and it was battle damage so if there were any imperfections on it it's like all right well oops that's um, that, that that's expected it's normal it's fine it was it's normal yeah it's supposed more to be more battle damage <laughs> um and then i have two epax e10s those are the elegu saturn size yeah. um oh no they're actually they're bigger than the elegu saturns they are i think they're mercury's they're they're nine inch, eight, 8.9 inch screens, um, a 4k and an 8k. I have two of those. I've gotten some good prints off of those. Um, Elegoo just sent me the Saturn two, which I've been testing. Um, I had a, Elegoo, a Mars one and two pro. They were great. Those are, man, those are little workhorses, man. I still have OG LCD Marses. Like they still haven't they, died on me. Um, they are great. And then, uh, <laughs> longer just sent me a printer it's called the orange 4k and it's tinier than the mars one like the screen it's smaller than my phone it's cheap but the footprint of it is bigger than the mars like i have it next to i have a voxel lab proxima which is also actually pretty good um well like the voxel lab selling it cheap ain't no point to buy it yeah it's uh it's it's not it's i think it's like two something yeah um they've been they have been the most annoying persistent about this review than lulzbot who sent me their five thousand dollar taz pro and they like chill <laughs> i will get to it when i get to it yeah oh my god it's like you're going to frustrate and it's like okay i get it you have some you have some cost out there that you're trying to get your ROI on. You got to get it in the books, but why would you go and try to frustrate the person or people that are the ones that are supposed to make th that seems so counterintuitive to me when so bad. you might say, yeah, so the printer's okay, but my communications with them were absolutely terrible. And that made for a bad experience. That's the kind of stuff that like, as I've said it, um, it is more about it's more about that after sales experience to me because printers yep. are printers are printers, right? Like unless you do get something that's miraculously wrong with it, they're all kind of the same at the end of the day. And it's Especially how the company handles printers. it. Especially resin printers. There's, there's not much to mess up there. It's just, I don't know. I, I honestly, I haven't gotten a good print. Off. I haven't gotten a print off of it. I've been trying. Uh, it keeps, it keeps, it keeps failing. I've tried different resins. I've tried, I've leveled it and leveled it. Yeah, so dude, and if it's you just ever annoying. Need help, hit me up. Seriously, I between you and um, uh, oh God, what's his name on TikTok? Um, he's like the resin. He calls himself the resin printing god. There's a joke. I can't remember. I Akuma mods. TikTok enough as I should. Oh, Akuma's great. Okay, I know. I yeah, know he's great. Yeah, yeah, he's he's good dude. Happy belated um, birthday to Akuma mods, by the way. It was like a day or two ago. <laughs> uh, 
I Re- resin's fun. I want to play around with it more. I want I want it once I'm full time in October. I want to play around with um, master molds and castings, and that my my big resin printer can be real good for some helmet parts. So, you thinking of going into the business of selling uh, pre done armor for people? Never, never, never. Not worth it. I uh, it that is a question I get asked a lot. Will you ever sell suits? In order to replicate this suit, now granted, I do know what I'm kind of doing. Um, it would still take me two to three months to print, finish, paint, wire the electronics, somehow fit it to you if you're not here, which that's a whole other bag of cats. Maybe I get a good 3D scan Gotta of you because I'm not that's how you do it. I'm not taking measurements of you because you're gonna mess it up or no, it needs to be 3D scan. You're not going to like how it fits because you're not going to like how it fits. No one's going to get an Iron Man suit. This fits great. It's going to suck. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to realize you just spent $10,000 on this thing because that's what I'm going to need to charge to make back up the labor that goes into this. And I'm barely going to make a profit. Now that's two to three months of that work when I can make a new helmet and video once a week. I can make a new, I can make, I made two Green Goblin helmets when I filmed, when I made this video and filmed it, I made two, I sold one. And paid for all of the more than paid for all the material, time, labor, and I made a good profit off of it. Yeah, that sounds better than making a suit that. No, no, it's not worth. It's not. It's not worth the headache. There are. That's why I sell a lot of raw kits on Etsy. I don't sell a lot of finished helmets. My Etsy's tertiary to my whole social media. YouTube's first. TikTok and Instagram and everything else are second, and they funnel into YouTube. And then my Etsy is third. If I make some extra helmets. I'll throw them up there. My red hood helmet just broke. I'm going to weld it, repair it, battle damage it, sell it, make a new one. That's what my Etsy's for. It lets me offload and fund this. It's not I, every day I get 10 plus Etsy messages. When are you going to restock? When are you going to do this? Where are your, these helmets? It's not what my Etsy's for. I could ghost. I could disappear, stop posting and just focus on Etsy. And I think I'd do pretty good on it. I don't want to do that though. I like teaching. I like making videos. So what are your favorite type of videos to make? Um, build videos, my, my showing how I built this goblin. I'm actually going to be filming parts of this, finishing up this goblin video today. My favorite are explaining things I've learned and also peppering in mistakes I've made. And I think that's why I've gotten some good reception across social media. It's like, Hey, I made this Iron Man suit. Here's 10 videos of how I really dicked it up the whole time. Like, you know, cause you get those videos like, Hey, look at this cool thing I made. And yeah, this is how I did it. I 3D printed it. I painted it, wired it up, and now we're done. It's like, you're missing some steps here, dude. And I've always wanted to be honest with people about that. Like, no, I went through so many cans of spray paint trying to find a color. Mm-hmm. I still don't like how this fits. I broke my live stream last night was about how it broke wearing it at a Comic-Con. Yep. This stuff is going to happen. And to try to paint a picture that that's not the reality of it is just doing, it, it's just doing people a disservice. Um, and I know, unfortunately I'm, I'm counterproductive to that because I do have a lot of videos out there, especially some like the viral TikToks. That's like, Hey, look at this cool print million followers on TikTok. Yeah. It got out of hand real quick. Um, (laughs) and I wish to getting them over to my YouTube is the bane of my existence. I hate it. You know how much I I was just at the last uh, galaxy con in Raleigh, um, last, last weekend. And I got recognized as, aren't you that guy on TikTok? Way more times than I wanted to, and uh, those are the the quick, the quick passings. Yep. But uh, it was weird. It was I want to be the YouTuber, not the TikToker. Like, stop it. <laughs> There's more money in YouTube than there is TikTok. Uh, 
and you know a lot less uh chinese debatable. company ah. Over... ah you said it debatable it is debatable. i'm not talking I'm not talking about uh, tick, no TikTok creator fund garbage. Never use it. Yeah. Anybody who's listening to this, no trash. It is a there's a ripoff. They pull from a pool of money, and you are fighting every other creator here. YouTube, you're not fighting every other creator. You're fighting yourself and your audience. But the sponsorship brands and deals I've gotten off TikTok because of that larger following. There's a reason I can start doing this full time now, um, and, and because that's of it's, awesome. It's right. ridiculous. It is ridiculous that I could even say that out loud as a possibility. I was, I'm so scared. Oh, dude, you got this. I, I, I was, I was touring a new school local to me, uh, tech high school, brand new opening up. They have a diesel mechanic program, an auto mechanic program, a welding program, an electrician's program. Yeah. yeah. I'm pissed off too. And they will not accept adults to go back to high school. I'm very upset about this, but <laughs> I want to go back. I was recognized by the engineering teacher. He's like, you're the guy on the internet, right? I said, that is a very vague thing to say to somebody, but I'm <laughs> fairly certain you're talking about a YouTube oh. channel. It's like, yeah, you, you talk about 3d printing. I said, yep, that, that would be me. It's like, we've got a bunch of people, you know, kids that have reached out because they want to start, like they want to become social media influencers. Do you mind coming in to talk with them at some point about what it's been like? I said, as long as you're okay with me telling them it's one of the hardest things I've ever done and the uh, one of the most ridiculous <laughs> amount of money that I've ever spent on something with no return yet, I'm happy to do that. He said, yeah, actually, that'd be great. I said, okay, cool. He said, because I'm kind of tired of like 14 year olds thinking they're going to be the next big TikTok influencer for, you know, this brand when they're not getting a dime back. It is. It is. It is such a different work and hard work that a lot of people. Better term than influencer. I don't like saying influencer. I'll say content creator or YouTuber, depending on who I'm talking to. I don't like Same. influencer. I'm not trying. I'm not here to influence anybody. I'm here to provide information to create content and give you out the information i've learned that's i mean that has been the whole point of my channel is to this is everything i've learned good and bad this is what works this is what didn't this is what i've changed my mind on here it is like that that's it and if i can make money off of doing that to sustain my lifestyle great like i am i will tell anybody i am happy where i'm at i like my house i have a mortgage not a mansion i'm comfortable if i can do this for the next 20, 30 years and maintain what we have. Dude, I'm set. I'm not trying to have a Lamborghini. I'm not trying to live in a private, you know, like that's some people's aspirations. I have gotten to a point right now in my life. I am happy. Like I have a car. I like, I have a wife. I like what more do you want? You, like you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, I got, I got, I got, I got dogs. I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I don't need anything bigger than this. So if YouTube can help me sustain that, and TikTok and occasionally doing a raid shadow legends deal oh, God. or, you know, <laughs> it was, it was, it was a, it was a funny TikTok. It was uh never working with, I'm never working with the comp. We, I didn't work directly with raid because it's all, it's always a third party company. I won't say that third party company's name, but never, they were the worst company I've ever worked with. They can rot in hell. Bye. Um, HelloFresh was great. Skillshare has been great. Like those brands, those reoccurring ones, those are fun. Some deals with Marvel, you know, like, I'm doing, I'm working on one with Marvel entertainment right now, not Marvel or Marvel comics, not Marvel entertainment. That one's kind of cool. Um, and it's just fun. Like I'm having fun with this man. And it's great. Like what a way to live, right? It's a pipe dream. And I feel like ignoring it would be a disservice to all the people who will never have this opportunity. 
you know. Is your wife's name Kayla? Yes. Yeah, she's okay. in the chat. Okay, she's okay. Yep. The 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 comments like I, this might be his wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that's always fun. Um, but yes, it it I kind of agree with you, right? I've I've been a th I've had a three D printing. I've had two different three D printing businesses. Three D Musketeers is the second one, and uh, I got into YouTube just because like I made a video real pissed off at cricket for the kind of bullshit they pulled about a year and a half ago and is that when they started charging people uh -huh. you had to... i heard about this i have a silhouette cameo so i i, I have vinyl cut i have done it um what happened with the they, they basically summation? turned your purchase into a lease ah gotcha and for, for car terms uh and i had a problem with that and we gained 250 subscribers in 24 hours as a 50 subscriber youtube channel and oh, i'm good. not an idiot i saw that as oh this is an obvious business opportunity F it. We're going all in. Um, sure. And so we did it. And, uh, you know, I, I had the awesome opportunity. I interviewed Sanjay Mortimer. I was actually one of the last people to ever interview him. Um, you know, obviously he's no longer with us. And one of the greats that oh. helped pioneer the amazing things in the 3D printing industry. And we recently got to help build. This is the small version. This is my piece to build the big one. They're building one that is life size or a little more than life size at East Coast Rep Rap Festival, and this is my piece for it. Wow! Um, it's a, it was from We the Builders, and that's like that's awesome. I, Sanjay's mom reached out. She's like, I never got the the unedited version. I said, Oh my god! I'll, here, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you because there was a lot of footage that we never showed. Because the last video actually ended up coming out after he died, and so there were some things that we needed to edit in it because things obviously had changed. Yeah, out of respect. Bit. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it. I would have never had a chance to talk with him if it wasn't for the channel. So I say, you know what? I've spent a lot of money doing this, but I've interviewed some pretty cool people. And and I, and I think that that's been worth every friggin' cent of it. Um, what, what has made all of this worth it to me? And I talked, I kind of talked about it last night too. Like, you know, we get, I'll get trolls. I'll get people, you know, you know, the loser, the nerd, the blah, 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 you know, every, everything you'd imagine you're a grown man dressing up in an Iron Man suit. Well, so is, uh, so it was like every other actor, but cool. Yeah. We don't go there. It's, it's, it's only, it's only cool to play pretend when you're getting paid millions of dollars for it. Remember that kids, um, if you're doing it for fun, you're a loser or you're a nerd, right? It doesn't make sense. I don't, I don't get where these people get these ideas from. It's stupid. It's, it's toxic. Do what makes um, you happy and F the haters, man. Exactly. Exactly. And what makes it all worth it and reminds me all the time. And like, just at this last con, you know, just some, some random little girl ran up to me uh, while I was in the suit and was just like, I and I put the mask down. We took some pictures and like, it was, it's, there are few feelings like it. Like it is just so cool to be in that situation where you're like, this is kind of fun. She, you know? she like, didn't know that you were frankly built. She didn't know that you have millions of this and that. Yeah. All she saw she, she was saw Iron, Iron Man and it saw, made her yeah. day. So Iron Man, that was it. And yep. then like her mom, her mom came up and was like, she said, she loves Iron Man. Oh my God. Thank you so much. And because obviously the parents are there for completely different reasons. They're mm -hmm. like, because of the kids or, you know, but like those interactions you get, like make cosplay. Like if anybody's listening and on the fence about getting it, going into cosplay, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I'll look okay. Or what if people don't care if you can pull it, uh, there's a five foot rule of cosplay. Like if it looks good from like five feet away. You're solid. Like just have fun with it. There are so many people out there who appreciate that type of work. And it is, it is so heartwarming. Um, I signed some kids, um, he brought in a faceplate from Iron Man mask. I signed that. Dude was not expecting that. I tried to sign into my glove and I'm like trying to grip it with this plastic glove. Like, I don't know, man. 
like it makes it all so worth it like just to have a platform like this and be able to like to help people the amount of people who came up to me i've never that was weird that i got recognized at wondercon i probably had a 50 plus people at galaxy con recognize me which is amazing to like just talk to them about like oh, i got a 3d printing because you would like like i'd ask them like what are they making and they were almost like taken back that like i stopped and talked to them it's a weird space to be in and uh i, I just i never know what to do, do with my hands i'll stand there and be like that's awesome <laughs> nice to meet you it, it is i i don't know if i've met like big fans i've met people that have recognized me um but not often right i'm only you know just a hair under six thousand subscribers it, it you know we are very tiny when it comes to uh you know the, the content creators in the 3d printing industry but i've seen how i you know like how the work that i've done prior to youtube has changed people's lives like we we delivered a custom part that we made for a client and they were in a hurry so they just was literally like they came to my house to pick it up i handed it it, it uh, through their window and they started driving off and then they slammed the brakes on their car and they back up <sighs> i'm like oh shit, here we go what's wrong um they get out of the car and they're crying they're it was an inventor um they never thought that they would ever hold this product in their hands. It was always been an idea for them. It was always a dream. And we made that happen. And they were so emotionally taken by it. They had to back up and come give me a hug. And it makes a lot That's of the amazing. BS, the late nights, the many, many, many phone calls and Zoom calls. It makes it all worth it. And so I'm, I'm glad that's why you do it. You know, it's the messages I'll get on Instagram and I, I screenshot a lot of them. It's not something I would ever share on social media. Cause like, that's not, man. they're good to but look at like, when the imposter syndrome kicks in. Right. I live with it, dude. Oh my <laughs> God. Um, I'm okay. I, it, 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 I don't want this to come off as pretentious at all. Um, I'm still waiting for the, the YouTube video to pop up from some other channel. It's like, frankly built a fraud and I have proof. Like I'm waiting Part of me is waiting to get that DM on Instagram, be like, yo, man, this dude made a video about you and he got you like, it has a picture of your butt in it. I mean, like, I can change I, the like, title of this if you want. <laughs> frankly, frankly um, we always joke around. It's like, we're, it's going to be called Frankly Exposed. Um, like me and the other Iron Idiots, the, my, my friends and stuff. Damn but it, like, that's a good title like, for this podcast It's episode. It's very, it's very Frankly Exposed. <laughs> um, exposing the lies of, um, here, here, here's one. I'll give you one juicy tip to make. If you do change the title, it'll, it'll be true it's something i only think one other person knows and here we're gonna get i blew up on reddit when i posted my iron man suit it was all primer white and it was on the armor stand and that was what blew my youtube channel up like got the first big spike like over thousands of subscribers because reddit had taken off my my thing got upvoted uh twenty thousand view upvotes on reddit took off that day because it was double it was it was double um uh, uh karma day you got ultra lucky hey i had no idea i had no i i was just posting on reddit because i liked posting on reddit i it was either on 3d Abusing printing cosplay. karma system with frankly built got it <laughs> abuse that was it that is and it, 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 it attests to, yes, you can put on a lot of time and effort and hard work and you will see results, but sometimes there is a semblance of luck you cannot account for. 
And that is what started it. it. I had posted my suit on the right day. It was like a double karma day. People wanted to upvote things they liked because they were also getting rewarded for it. Blew it up to the front page. And three years later, we're here. Was that dumb luck or were you waiting for a day like that to post it? I didn't know those days existed. I didn't know till luck. weeks. So I didn't know till weeks later that double karma day was a thing. I had I no friggin' idea. And I'm on Reddit yeah. all the damn time. Yeah, didn't know. It was some event they were running. I, I don't. I don't remember why, but you can probably go back to when I posted. I can probably go back on Reddit, see the day I posted, and track it with like a this, this is the day they ran it, and it pushed everything up. Like sometimes it just it's luck of the draw, and. You know, you either run with it or you fumble the ball. I mean, that's that's yep. really that's that's really it. I do have to agree with you that the 3D printing subreddit specifically has gone downhill. I was one of the original people in it. Um Not great. back when Ubermeisters and some of the original people, Chris is his real name, but um were were mods and everybody has since left. There's only one original mod left and they kind of took power, they uh, remove Billy Rubin. There have been some issues with mm. intellectual property there. It, it is not turned out great. I don't spend a lot of time there. I do spend more time in the Fix My Print subreddit, but that's just because I use it to find fails for our videos. But yeah, Reddit and Facebook has kind of de- gone downhill. Spent a lot of time on Twitter, but Discord has kind of been where I hang out. And it is, it, it's been a lot of fun to meet new people that way. Like, I routinely talk with Wexter and Fotis Mint and uh, <laughs> uh, DSK001 and um, uh, the, uh, at the 3D printing on Reddit or on a Twitter whose name is Fred. Um, you know, and these are all people that are amazing artists. They're so good at what they do. And yet we just kind of hang out like we've been best buds for years. I've never met any of them in my life. That's, and uh, it, it's so cool. That's how, that's how, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the other three iron idiots the other cosplayers i i, I roll around with the, the other iron, iron man idiots. suits yeah um that's how i met danny kiara and emily because we just started mm-hmm. connecting online and uh we all had iron man suits and event like eventually um emily and her husband who, were, who live uh, only a few hours away from me over here came up we finally met them finally met danny he flew over emily came back up and then we all met over at uh in california for WonderCon. that was the first time i'll and we've been friends for like over a year before we had even met and it all came together through 3d printing and us wanting to be weird people who made iron man suits like your people are out there and the internet lets you find them it's great yeah i adore all all three of them um they're awesome how do you ship one of those suits you fly oh hi man hey well there's a dog doge special guest <laughs> and it's a doge all right it is literally a doge she is she is, <laughs> she, is, she, is she is she is the doge um in pieces uh it fits in i can get now that my suit's battle damaged and i don't have to pack it as carefully anymore i can fit it in two suitcases okay um, that's not bad um i've also had the added benefit of since i'm active duty military i'm allowed five free checked bags on airlines through United, Delta, and American. Um, so that helps a lot, uh, or else it would be $400 every time I took the three to four suitcases I'll usually bring. Um, but like when I'm really trying to crunch down to it, you, I can get that into two suitcases and I put all my clothes in it. You pack inside the suit and you make space basically. Um, and uh, never been stopped by TSA, even though there's a lot of wires and stuff and batteries in it. 
Um, so that's been great. Uh, I think TSA pre-check helps being military. I don't know. Maybe that's, that pops up somewhere. Um, but part of me, almost a little, little part of me kind of wants to be stopped one day and then ask like, what is this? And just show them like my, an Instagram picture, but like, I have an Iron Man suit. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to waste their time just a little bit. So we're gonna need you to like, come over here, and we're gonna need to do a search. What? What? What is? What is all this? What? What's? What's? And just pull out like a picture of my Iron Man suit. Be like, that's me. And they'll be like, yeah, you nerd, and let me go. <laughs> <laughs> or Pretty you find good. the one person that's like, well, we're gonna have to learn how to make these, so we're gonna have to go yeah, in the back uh, and talk. They pull me back. Can Can you put it on real quick? <laughs> We want to send you through the metal detector. This would be a really funny TikTok. Yep. <laughs> Chris Mink says, you didn't need Reddit to propel you. I think that you would have been here even without Reddit. Just an awesome creator and your work shows it. And I have to agree. Now, Reddit absolutely helped. You know, you. That, that was the uh, the nitrous oxide in the motor, if you will. That was the boost. That yeah. was absolute. That was the catalyst of. Yeah. Um, I, I do. I, I do think I would have gotten here eventually just because I like doing it. I, I, I like this stuff. You know, um, but no, Reddit helped. It helped. It needed the steps needed to happen in that order because coming up this October, that's 10 years in the military. I needed to make a choice. Do I reenlist for another four years? If I reenlist for another four years, I'm going to do the whole 20. I, that there would be no point not to, right. but I can separate active duty at 10. Is this viable? I know my wife never thought this. I never thought this would be viable. <laughs> I know she didn't like, you know, Hey, we just bought a house. We have a mortgage. Uh, what about healthcare? Well, she got, she was finally able to get, um, from moving back overseas. She got a good job, but if I stay reserves, I can keep healthcare and medical benefits. So that, so a lot of choices had to be made. And this is in a spot now where it's like, no, this can, this can pay the bills. You know, that's all, uh, that's all I want. Have fun. If you ever have to go buy a house or a car, when they ask you how you make your money, you say, I'm a YouTuber and they're going to look at you like you're an absolute idiot. <laughs> I am glad I was able to avoid, I was still bought bought the house last year. So <laughs> I was able, but I am slightly looking forward to being able to claim that as my actual profession. When I meet people, have to go talk to people, make pitches, like meet people in probably in the town. Cause I'm me living here. I've got to meet, meet, make friends and meet people. But like, Oh, what do you do for a job? Oh, I'm a YouTuber. And not like, I have to say that without kind of chuckling a little bit, you know, like it's serious. I, 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 seriously, I take serious, you know? And then they can say, oh, yeah, you probably have like, what, 200 subscribers? Like, a little more than that. <laughs> Something. Uh, 5,000? <clears> what? Yeah, yeah. you're, you're 534,000 now, right, on YouTube? It's Yeah, uh, that last that live stream and then my last video. Uh, my, yeah, I was, my analytics weren't great there for a little bit. And that last video is not doing great. But also, I wanted to make that video because I wanted to get that information out. I had somebody comment on that video about like, oh, wow, almost 1% of your followers watch this video. And I'm like, cool. Okay. Is that a dig or is that a compliment? I I, I don't know what they were going for then. Oh, it was a dig. I, I know okay. who left the comment. It was a dig. It was a wow. Like, wow, wow. One, almost 1%. Yeah. That's, that's what so far. I mean, it's almost at 6,000 views. That's 6,000 people put six, put a thousand people in the room. No, um, don't corridor. No, corridor, corridor digital, uh, Nico Perringer, uh, mm -hmm. he laid it out the best way imaginable. I've ever heard anybody lay it out. Great channel, he man. said, I love that channel. Yeah. I hope to meet them one day. Um, and 
he said, you know, people will, you'll start to fall into that trap of, I'm pretty sure it was Nico. Uh, you'll fall into that trap of, oh, well, my last video got 10,000, 14,000, 50,000, but then your next video doesn't perform as well. Oh no. I said, oh no, panic. Uh, well now I got to release something new else. Thumbnail, new like, title, something. Yeah, new t- figure it out, figure it out. But he's like, don't come off as unappreciative of that because a lot of people do. Wow. That video tanked. No, I don't. It's not performing as well as my others. That's how I, I yep. try to frame it. It's not doing as good as my other ones. That's fine. Doesn't mean it's doing bad. It's just not performing like the other ones did. This is installing lights into an Iron Man suit. It's kind of a niche thing. Not many people are searching that. I get that. Um, so now I said, all right, you get 100 views. Now imagine standing in a room with those 100 people and having to say thank you to them for watching that video. Now do that to a thousand people. Dude, that's a 5,000 people. You can't actually imagine that. Like you, you can't quantify that. Um, I think he said it was because he had to, after like his bar mitzvah or something like that, he had a party or something. He had to write thank you notes to the people who attended. And it was like a hundred, it was like a hundred people. And he's like, oh my God, like think about writing a thank you note to that many people. And then when you get 10,000 views, then you get a hundred thousand views. Don't be unappreciative of those views you get because- that's 6,000, 5,000, 6,000 people who watched that video and might have learned something from it. And that's why I made the video. I didn't make the video to get 100,000 views. Yeah. I made the video to teach people how to put lights in a friggin' Iron Man suit. If we made videos to get 100,000 views, we'd call ourselves Mr. Beast. And that would be a yeah. terrible video for him. But, you know, it, <laughs> it's, you know, he makes videos that are designed purposefully to get views. We would call ourselves Mark Rober. And whoever Mark Rober's editor is honestly deserves an Emmy. Um, you know, it, it uh, I think it's him, but it's him. I, I'm not him. certain. He has YouTube, he has YouTube by the balls. He has oh my god. But YouTube and also stuff knows. made here. Guy came out of friggin' nowhere. Freaking yeah. nowhere. Now he knows his shit, used to work for form labs, did all he was effectively responsible for most of the support algorithm inside of preform and if you've ever tried preform you'll realize how good its support algorithm is hmm. try to work with form labs dude that'd be a really cool collab for you joel just got it You're um, cool enough form labs is i believe right in raleigh north carolina which i am half an hour from they have a so uh sls i have to that you should definitely get one or at least look, you know, do a video with it to make Iron Man parts out of, because that's nylon, baby. Those are. I I need a good pitch for them. I want. I don't want to just message them and start the chat about, hey, we should work. I want to go to them with a project idea because I would love to have a, some type of long term. You know who else? Because I like us. Right? You know, there's another big creator near you. There's two. Mr. Yep. Well, Mr. Beast and um, uh, uh, Film Theory. Missing another one. Who? Filament Stories, Courtney. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and she is awesome. I hang out with her all the time. We're always talking on Discord. She comes on to some Friday night hangouts that we're a part of. And Well, I'm, I'm glad I already follow you, Miss... Hmm. <laughs> the more you know. The more. You Thank know. you very much. Yep. I will. T- okay. Okay. And she is awesome, by the way. That's. I have never met a creator. That's. Oh well. That's that's a lot to live. Uh, Courtney, right? Yeah. Uh, oh. Well, you have a lot to love to now. Six hundred rolls of filament, because if not, you're about to be real jealous of her filament collection. 
Does she have a TikTok? Yeah. I think I, uh, I, I think I know exactly who you're talking about. I, I have trouble connecting to people's social sometimes, um, but like I'll see p- videos on TikTok and I'll be like, oh, that, that's cool. Yeah. <gasps> yep. Her. Gotcha. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Yep. 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 Testing out all these colors, all the stacks on the back. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yep. That's awesome. I had no idea. Yeah. There, there's we, a lot of cool content creators around us all. Yeah. We, uh, we need to, we need to talk, miss. I didn't know you were that close. We, Mm-hmm. The close one to me for 3D printing is Danny, the 3D printing DM. He's about 30 to 5 to 40 minutes south of me. Okay. Um, and we were going to get together to do a idiot versus pro uh, series, starting with painting, because I'm really bad at it. And it would just be hilarious to be, you know, I'm the idiot, he's the pro. And uh, maybe we give him really crappy gear and I get all the nice stuff and we see where's the line right that is absolutely a series i also have been thinking about doing uh i would love i thought about a video like teaching my mom the 3d print like she is from a different you know different era different time you know like i think it'd be funny to like try to walk her through like see if she can build like an ender three and i kind of in the background kind of helping her like or get like somebody who's never done cosplay or anything like that. Like, all right, we're going to build a printer with this dude, just this random guy or one of my friends who has no, his end goal is to make an Iron Man helmet. And we're going to get him to try to get the quality that I get out of it. You know, all of that, what are, and he'll lead the, he'll lead the thing to, and this will maybe reveal what things have I forgot to mention, you know, like, Hey man, just level the bed. What's that? You know, like, how do you level the bed? Well, okay. There's many, many different ways to do that. Here we go. But like, maybe I can, in that video, show him the, the quick and dirty. Here's a sticky note. Boom, done. Move on. Like, that's it. You don't need to do all of this stuff. It's printing good. You know, like a bare, like a series of like, what's the bare minimum somebody would need to do to get to an Ironman helmet? Like, you don't need 10 printers. Here's one. You don't need a thousand cans of spray paint. Here's five. Like, what's the bare minimum stuff? And if we come out the ass end of that with like, so we got an under three, we're left over with some spray paint. We have some wires and now we have an Ironman helmet. And that's it. Boom. I think that might be an entertaining series. I we'll think see. it would be. I, I I thought about doing a cosplay series with the better three quarters because she actually knows what she's doing and I have never cosplayed anything. And there is that a was... huge desire. And I've said it for years. I want to cosplay Nikola Tesla. Sans inappropriate relationship with a pigeon. Um, but I love building Tesla coils. And I built a few. And I want to build a handheld one. Gotcha. Because... That's just dope. And a really cool reason to be able to write off the cost of building a Tesla coil. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's something I am very excited about now going into this. I have an, I established an LLC. I have a lot. It's it's all business expenses. It's all got to, got to frame it the right way. And excited about that. Oh yeah. It's marketing and advertising, which is 100% tax deductible. Um, It is, it, it has been interesting. Uh, but I mean, my business always like cost of goods sold are also tax deductible. So it kind of, yeah. you know, works that way. Uh, next is asking, are there any rules for the chat besides the obvious one language? If you're talking about uh, the actual live chat, you can't put links in there because people abuse that back in the day. Otherwise, no. Uh, if you're talking about Frank and I, nope, no rules whatsoever. We can say whatever the hell we want. And there's uh, no rules. There is no editing. We do it live. And when the internet was a little rough earlier, we lost a lot of frames, but hey, that's the way it goes sometimes. Um, what would be some tips for beginners, people that want to start doing cosplay? How should they, because it is 
like from someone who wants to start doing it, it is overwhelming as hell. How do I just friggin' start? Pick pick a pick a destination and get there. Um, like it is. It's oh, it is. It is oh, it is. It's overwhelming. But uh, start small. Mm-hmm. Don't go. Don't do exactly what I friggin' did. <laughs> Buy a three D printer and try to make a goddamn Iron Man suit right off the bat. Do not recommend. Um, uh, make an Iron Man helmet. Make a Green Goblin helmet. Make a Mandalorian helmet. I think Mandalorian cosplay is the best cosplay to start with because it teaches you a little bit of everything. If the parts are a little bit too big, that's fine. It doesn't have to be as tight fit as an Iron yeah, Man. Yeah, because it's not a full suit. It's just small exactly. pieces. Exactly. You're armor making with clothing. making some gauntlet parts. You're gonna learn to sand, do a little bit of painting. If you want the whistling birds, they'll light up a little bit. Cool visor mask you're working with some plastics you're working with some tints you're working with fabric you're so it gets uh, buckles and straps it's like the perfect blend of printing practical fabric it's everything so i think starting with like mando or star wars based armor like you know boba perfect um but pick just start small um there's no the biggest mistake i think people make the absolute biggest and i have made this mistake too no there's no time limit there's nobody telling you, there's nobody holding a gun to your head, finish this Iron Man suit in a year or the kids get it. Like, no, like any timeline you put on it is your, unless it's a paid deal, like a brand deal. But like, if it's, uh, yeah, that those are different. Um, you know, con crunches, people who freak out like, oh, I need to get the suit done by the con. Why? There's another con. There's always another con. There's always another event. There's always like we did say wait that till in 2019 next... and then 2020 happened, but we're going to ignore that. <laughs> Dang. Okay. I don't want to <laughs> say this. I don't want to say this the wrong way. COVID saved me from making an absolute ass out of myself because I, in 2019 to 2020, I wanted to debut my suit at MCM Comic-Con in London and I was rushing. It was in May. I was going, I was going. Well, February, 2020, we world shut down. Yep. And that gave me more time to work on the suit. And I still didn't make it by May. There would, there would have been no damn way. My suit would have been wearable and usable. I didn't wear it comfortably until October and I still had problems with it. So COVID kind of saved me from that catastrophe. Um, But there's no deadline. There's no, these imaginary, I need to finish. No, you don't take your time. Stop. Take your time. Just because you saw me finish my suit in X amount of time doesn't mean you're going to like that. You're comparing your, your time and your goals and your deadlines to other people's work and their own work and deadlines. Don't. Set realistic like, deadlines though, right? Because, and I don't know if you deal with this. I do. And I know a lot of makers do. I could paint with a pretty broad brush and say that the vast majority of makers suffer pretty heavily from ADHD uh, <laughs> and the shiny object syndrome where, okay, this is cool, but Four weeks later, it's like, oh, I have to do all this extra work. I'll do it later. And if you ever tell yourself you're going to do it later, stop and immediately start working on it again because you're never going to get pick it up. <laughs> two Gundam helmets, uh, two Keyblades, another Monster Hunter sword, Aloy spear, and about 10 other helmets that are just kind of shelled. I actually started selling projects I know I'm not going to finish because they also induce a little bit of anxiety oh my God, of yeah. like, I need to finish. So I, I recently sold a lot of unfinished helmets that mostly were for my Etsy. They were mostly just extra prints that I was like, all right, let me finish these and put them up. But that was stressing me and adding more like, you need to get this done. No, get 
get rid of them, get rid of them. Um, there's no point in me making more red hood helmets for my Etsy or for videos because I already made one. I already have a video on it. So I don't usually remake stuff because I'd rather put that time into a new project. So it, yeah, the, there's a lot of tips I could give on it. Just, just take it slow and just don't put that stress on yourself. Pick something. Hey, I, you know what? I want to get a 3d printing. Let me try to make a green goblin helmet. You know, like that's a, that's a good goal. You know, it's going to come out like ass. It's going to look terrible. My first helmets are terrible. I still have my first keyblade. It's awful. Like, have you ever done a video comparing your old work to your new work? Nope. And that's why I have a second keyblade printed. It's in the closet. Still need to finish that too. That would be a really cool video to show how you've grown in some of the tips. Um, I'm trying to think, trying to remember who has one of my oldest helmets. Actually, I am still in touch with him. He is in England. He bought my first battle damaged helmet that I sold. He was the reason I got into battle damaging my helmets because he had asked for a Mark 85 helmet. He said, can you battle damage it up a little bit? I'm like, I don't know. I've never tried. So he gave me a little deposit. I'm like, can you just pay me for like the material? And he's like, yep, did it. Never looked back. And now I have a, a, a pretty good, I don't want to say staple on how like the Mark 85 battle damaged helmets look, but I kind of, I had a, I have a nice corner of that. Um, and it was just, I just tried it, you know, it was fun. Um, and what are you going to mess up? It's battle damage. Oh no. <laughs> And then how did, it, so how did you end up deciding to go into being the content creator at the same time, right? Because it, it is one thing just to build the gear, right? That is so much work on its own, but now you're having to think about the shots you make, then the editing, and then all of that. How did you end up saying, well, I guess I should do this too? If you go back to my first hundred videos, you're, you'll quickly see that the shots and the lighting and the focus were definitely not thoughts it was grab this gopro and record my anything which i think does speak to you know, people always hear it it's like you don't need thousands of dollars of camera equipment and the best lighting and the best editing software to make a youtube channel you need a phone or a gopro like you yep. if the content is there people will watch it and then you make the content better by getting those things but it doesn't there's no content there to begin with it doesn't matter if i have a two thousand dollar camera yeah, guys, today I'm going to be talking about these nippers. They're cool. Uh, they cut things. Uh, like and subscribe. No one's going to watch that, you know? I can do it on a $10,000 camera. No one's going to watch that. Um, My main cameras are DJI Osmo Pockets. They cost $130 used on eBay. The camera I'm using right now, I spent less than $100 for on Facebook Marketplace. It's a Canon Vixia camcorder. What is that? Oh. It's, a, it's, the new, it's a new DJI. Oh, fancy. This is the whole camera. Damn. Isn't that, this was two, it was 200 bucks on prime day and like it's 4k, 5k Damn. and it has a little, it has a little attachment dual life battery. So Magnetic. now you have a, front it's, and now it's a front facing screen no and you have a, it has a necklace you can put on. It has a, like 200 bucks. I went with bucks. this one specifically because it's got the gimbal and I've got a bad, bag. those are awesome. And at the those time awesome. I was using a cane, I'm getting better without the cane now, but printing or grabbing a $20 fourth axis means this thing will shoot perfectly smooth shots if I'm out walking. Um, it. And it has the Wi-Fi built there. It's got a Wi-Fi base so I can control it from my phone, which means I can put it my, on a tripod and move dude, it around as I need. This, I have a DJI Ronin gimbal for my main camera. Yeah. I can hook up my, I can hook up my PlayStation four and five controllers to this. It is actually a feature in the DJI app to use a PlayStation controller 
and you can spin it and maneuver it, which is just sick. <laughs> like, um, I, I bought a Zuyin Weebill lab from Reddit for a hundred bucks. I have a Zivian Crane one if someone's looking to get one uh, that I don't um, want anymore. Um, but I, I haven't but, done much with the gimbal, so I don't have big DSLRs. I, I agree with you that you don't need to start with amazing stuff. Like my microphone no. is literally 70 bucks and it's, I, I have to sit away from it because otherwise the Latin in me comes out and I end up hitting it. But if you get right <laughs> up on it, you get all of that full rich, uh -oh. you know, is this, studio. Is voice. this, is this good ASMR? I don't know. I, you're, you're tuned, you're tuned in, you're tuned into the podcast. now. <laughs> We're going to be looking at the weather. It's raining outside right now. Uh, oh. But it's Florida, um, so but, it'll be gone in five minutes. Um, so to answer your to answer your question, um, I've always liked doing tutorials. When mm -hmm. I was making Gundam models in Japan, I would do tutorials on certain paint jobs. I, when I grew up working on cars, I worked. I I was on car forums, and I liked taking pictures of like, and you know, how to take this apart, install this, install the radio, change the wheels, do the customizing. You know, so like I liked always doing those tutorial forums. And then in high school, <laughs> me and my buddy. Uh, he's my best friend. We had a uh, 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 gymnastics, parkour, karate YouTube channel. It's still up. And uh, we ended up getting like 30,000 subscribers. And this was old YouTube. This was 2008, 2009. Like 30,000 subscribers was a lot of subscribers. Yeah, we had, it was something. And we just liked teaching. It was tutorials on how to do backflips and front flips and kicks and, you know, run up walls and do parkour and stuff. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And that got me comfortable talking to a camera, like just I'm talking to a camera. Cool. Awesome. Um, and when I started getting the 3d pr printing, I had already had my YouTube channel up. It was a car YouTube channel I had made while I was in England. Now, obviously that didn't work out. Um, those videos have since been private. I didn't delete them though. Cause it's kind of funny to still have them there. And I started, I made a video. It's my first 3d printing video. It should be the oldest video on the channel now, actually. And it was like, I got a 3d printer built it. I'm gonna make some weird stuff. And like, that was the whole video. And I started making the suit, talking about the project, and people started asking me questions like, hey, man, like, how'd you get the faceplate to do that? Uh, I don't really know, but here, let me try to explain it to you. How'd you paint it? How are you? I took, dude, the biggest thing that put a bad taste in my mouth about the 3D printing Reddit is when I shared my initial video on using a power sander. I used a dual orbital sander on an Ironman helmet. And there were a few people on there, especially a moderator or two, who freaked out at me. You can't do that. This is clickbait misinformation, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're, you're telling the, the name of the, the video was uh, how to smooth 3D prints. And somebody there took it. Um, you're doing clickbait. Smoothing is a when you use uh, acetone on ABS. I didn't know that was a thing. I'm like, if I, if I had a bumpy 3D print and I went to YouTube and I'm like, this is rough. How, How do I smooth it? Smooth is the word you would use. Mm -hmm. Like 3D printing didn't coin the word smooth for acetone smoothing. Like shut up. Some people freaked, are just bitchy. Freaked out, dude. And yeah. um, a, few, a bunch of people defended me. They're like, dude, it's it's literally like what a weird hill to die on. He he, you know, he's using a power sander on a 3D print, making it smooth. Like what the that's that's easy. Um, but then it was all it started experimenting because not many people had done that because a lot of the talk in the community was PLA was too weak for power tools. Yep. But these were people who were used to the the old PLA, not the 200 degree, you know, better PLA that stuff was fine for it. And so I just started playing around with that. It, it, like I said, it, it's plastic coming from Gundam models. It's plastic. 
they stop being afraid of it. If you break it, print a new one, you know, bond it. So, you know, yeah, what PLA weld it, take the 3D pen, take a solder iron, weld it back together. It's plastic. Yep. And Bondo you know? will hide everything. Ask all the old Bondo school hide. mechanics. Yep. And uh, I just started answering people's questions. That's really where it came down to. It's like, hey, man, how'd you attach the shoulders to the chest? Oh, here's a video about strapping and buckles. So staying engaged with my community and my like my, my followers and stuff that helped me make new videos. Like people don't believe me when I say I read every comment just because I don't heart react or comment back. I read every single comment on my YouTube, which a lot of people will say, never do that. It's like always the people who say always. The, the people who say don't do that aren't engaged with your fan base. Exactly. I don't care. Who, I don't care who you are. You're you're engaging with the ones you want to engage with. You're engaging in the ones who build you up and hype you up and oh, well, I, I talk to my fans. It's like, yeah, but you're not reading all your comments because there's a lot of other stuff going on, especially in a space where, you know, this isn't a Mr. Beast channel where it's just, you know, videos for the fun of it, which is fine. We're in a educational or teaching. I know my channel is listed as entertainment. Yours probably. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm here to teach you something. So yeah. I need to know what you guys need to learn. I'll post on Facebook all the time asking about like, hey, like, what are you guys looking for? I'll go to 3D printing groups and see what, kind of problems are having my newest video literally is because this one guy on facebook named frank actually um he's building a mark 85 and he he kept posting a lot of questions about attaching lights and how to glue them in and how to wire them and other people were like yeah i've been trying to figure this out too and i'm like oh this would be a good video guess what my newest video was about that you have to stay engaged with your community or your community leaves you behind and forgets about you that is absolutely correct that is Ooh, that was a tangent. No, you know, <laughs> th th dude, that's perfect, right? A, a buddy of mine, um, he is his wife runs the YouTube channel, The Wads. It's a mommy vlog channel. They have three hundred and thirty thousand subscribers or so. Um, they just bought a house with YouTube, and um, he, he he, I've helped him out on his old house. You know, we we've talked a lot, and he said the best advice that I can give you is you should be not only reading. But until it becomes too cumbersome for you, reply to every comment. Go to people that you like that are within your market, that, that you enjoy their content. Go there on your company channel. Like their videos. Comment. Reply Absolutely. to other people that you can help with. But don't steal the show, right? Absolutely. You know, be a part of that community. Because when people see that, you all of a sudden garner trust when people see that they can comment and you're going to reply to it they yeah. do it and then the algorithm the almighty algorithm sees it and says oh praise this be. yeah praise be praise be uh praise the algorithm is like oh wait those are interactions oh we like interactions and they're watching that's longer our, we like that too that's why i also reply to trolls and a lot of people also say not to do that that's but, fun sometimes you know, <laughs> oh sometimes too sometimes it's great there's there's haters and i don't usually try to engage with them because there's people you can tell who are just being mean yeah. because they don't like you or they're jealous. And then there's just trolls. Yeah. Then there's just trolls. You're like, you know, again, the virgin comment. It's like, man, it's 2022. Like, really? I'll get called like, oh, this is, this is lame. You're gay. It's like, what if I was gay? So what? Like that's, that's, you, you, you had infinite time to post a, post an insult. And that's and all you, you came with, up with. You went with gay? Like, that's not an insult There anymore, are so dude. many it's better like, things. There are so yeah, many like, better things level, to make fun of me for than that. 
Yeah. And I, one time I went on a long thread with somebody. I'm like, man, you didn't even comment on my nose being big. I'm kind of short, you know? Um, you know, maybe like, I gave him a whole list and he's like, why, why, why are you being so like effing weird? I'm like, I'm being weird. You're the one calling me a virgin or gay for, you know, liking something. And I'm like, who's weird. And it turned, I'm like, and then at the end, I'm like, man, thank you so much for the engagement. This really helps the algorithm. <laughs> don't, don't realize that dude. They're just like, I'm a comment. I'm a get them. That, does, that is not saying those that are watching to just go to our videos and troll us please, in the comments. Please don't, please you don't. Know, but, but uh, comments are you always see us, If you see me responding to some trolls or something and having fun with it, it's, it's a, cause it's just fun. Um, and, and B it, it's engagement. It's yeah. Yeah. Like why not? Okay. You took your time to, if you felt it was necessary. And the one thing you have to remember about the haters and trolls, trolls are a little bit different because sometimes they just like it for fun, but like real haters, nobody, nobody whose life is going good. Nobody whose life is, I imagine going like mine or yours or having fun or, you know, enjoying their life. Nobody in this position is finding time to browse YouTube or Reddit or Instagram and leave nasty comments. These are the people who are miserable in their life. They're sad. They're angry. They're jealous. They're confused. That's who's leaving these comments. Like, I'm not going to mad at these people for it. Like they're, that sucks, man. I'm sorry. You're in that bad of a place in your life where you need to hop on my Iron Man 3d printing video and call me a loser. Like I'm the one with the sick Iron Man suit, dude. You're the one with the bad opinion. Like, I don't care what you have to say. Mental health is something that is not talked enough about in this industry and you know, how I... bad imposter syndrome can be. Right. I've, I had never reached out to you to be a guest. I said, there is not a snowball's chance in hell. He wants to be a guest on this podcast. This guy's got half a million subs. I'm over here with, you know, what a 10th of that or no, a hundredth of why, that. But why? Let me ask you, why does that? And that is what, that is why I always say yes to every podcast. Because why does a number make me better than you? You know, I don't know. No, no. It doesn't. You do cooler. I've been on, you. I have been on podcasts much smaller than yours. I'm talking teens of subscribers because somebody reached out and asked, Hey man, I'm doing a podcast for my school. I'm doing a podcast because I want to do a podcast or, you know, like you want to come out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, not like, that busy. And it wasn't until you commented, someone tagged you. Then you said you've been like low key waiting for me to ask. I'm like, it feels weird. Cause it's like, I'm asking someone who makes a fair bit of money with their time to spend at least an hour. We're over two now talking with me and it's always felt like well i can't afford to pay you and it's literally just to talk about whatever we end up getting into and it just always feels like your time has more value than to be on this podcast and then we've talked it's like all right yeah f it let's do it let's have some fun the re two two reasons i always say yes to podcasts and stuff a i get to meet people and talk and like i don't know like it, what so what about subscriber count like there's no it, it it's if there's if there's a conversation to be had or hang out and talk like yeah dude, let's, let's do it the other reason is there could potentially be one person who watches this or sees this who is following you but has never heard of me or maybe has heard of me or followed me or something and they're like you know what man let me go get in the 3d printer and start this you know like that's it's an audience it doesn't matter if it, I got one more subscriber out of it who now likes my channel and can now make this stuff because they want to, or if it's a thousand, you know, like why risk losing that or taking that away from somebody because I don't have the time for it. I don't know. I get where you're coming from. I, 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 I totally, I do. 
It's um, one of those like but, odd things. It is absolutely imposter syndrome, right? It's absolutely imposter syndrome. And shoot your shot, twenty twenty two. You know, I, and I can, ask that girl out or that guy or both. I don't know. I don't judge. Or neither. Um, I, you know, and I preach it. I'm like, you know, you, you guys can ask, you can ask people for help. I have a public email that goes directly into my inbox. The YouTube at 3D Musketeers does not go to anybody else in the company. It goes directly to me and anybody that's emailed it knows that I reply unless they're companies that are trying to honestly have me put dangerous shit on the channel. Uh, unless it's cool, dangerous, <laughs> and then maybe I'll reply. Uh, but otherwise, uh, okay. I, I reply to everyone, and uh, Allison is in here. Um, Allison came from the cricket community, um, mm. where my metrics went from 98% dudes to 86% female overnight. And I'm like, oh shit, this is not the right audience. This is not going to last. Um, and she emailed my me the other day. Funny. She just bought her first Prusa. And she printed out parts that I designed for her, and I might have even done it on a live stream, uh, like over a year ago. And that shit is so freaking awesome. It's That's so cool true. to see that. It makes me so happy to know that, like, someone saw this as like, this guy's kind of cool. He's talking about stuff I like. Then I switched gears, and you were like, oh, I kind of like this stuff too. That's what this community is all about. That's why that's I do. Awesome. They just need a nexus. They just need a hug and to be told they matter. Yeah, it's true. Right. Hate haters. Haters told. Yeah. How come you were in England and where? Um, I'm U.S. Air Force. I was stationed there for four years, and I was in, near Cambridge. So hope that answers the question. England. Um, oh. Uh, oh, as Duff could say, someone could even say you made awesome. Yeah, and that's why we call the podcast the Making Awesome Podcast, episode one hundred, dude. Thank you. Seriously, this is this is a really cool way to top off a hundred episodes. Um, weekly, I have okay. not missed a week in a hundred weeks. <laughs> That's amazing. I have wow. <laughs> Consistency is key. It absolutely all praise, is. All be the algorithm. All be <laughs> you know. It's not even that. It's been a personal thing because I know if I miss a week, eh, I missed one. I can miss another one, and I'll never get back to it. Yeah, that's how it happens. And I miss opportunities to talk to cool guys like you. Well, thank you, man. I thank you so much for having me and reaching out and being a cool guy as well. So totally. <laughs> Are there any final spot. thoughts? Um, well, hopefully everybody watching this is already subscribed to uh, Three Musketeers. So if thank you are, hop on. He's thank fun. you. Uh, that's it. thank you man and I go really, check out thank you so much frank on all the socials i linked his link tree it is in the description go check out his tiktok his instagram his youtube he's got affiliate links in there click on those give the guy some love he is going to be a full-time creator in less than two and a half months it's technically just a hair over two months damn it i had to adjust that as i was saying it but no that's it's fine. fine two months two months we're in it we're in it we're and do it your life is going to be amazing. I am so excited for what happens when I'm this is now excited. your full-time gig and you can call yourself a professional YouTuber. YouTuber. Because when you get and paid do... for it, it is now a profession. Uh, I've been I'm already a professional then. I well, guess. congratulations. Frank, thank again, thank you so much <laughs> for your time. Do you know my outro? Nope. It's fine. No one ever has. Even my dad doesn't know it. Stay safe out there. Don't forget to call your loved ones. And as always, keep making awesome. Have a good one.